Hi, welcome everybody to Three Brews In, where we are now the equivalent of Three Brews In. We have a little bit kind of a different different kind of beer, I guess. We have our 16-ounce pint can, so we're, we finish off two. I think that's about where we need to be to, to start this podcast. God forbid we ever had to do this sober. Can you oh, imagine? God. Can you imagine? It's no. like going to a. It would be like going to a baseball game without drinking. I could I'm just not looking I, at the faces on this can for the first time. I've been here for like an hour. And I'm like, <laughs> Justin, this was kind of your idea. Boy, I mean, well, we why don't you split it? But go ahead and talk here. about what we're drinking today. We Justin. are drinking from the Brewing Project here in Eau Claire. Uh, we are drinking what they've dubbed as Employee of the Month. It is a hazy IPA uh, with. Uh, Citra, Mosaic, El Dorado, and Sabro. Okay. Hops. Uh, yeah, well, we'll discuss the brewing project and beer later on when we give our ratings for this. Yeah. But um, the can is fantastic. It's uh, it, it's, it's like really the Brady good. like the Brady Bunch Employee of the Month type of um, sign that you would see up at a uh, uh, at a business in the middle, it says employee of the month and the around it, um, in the eight squares have, um, different images of just grotesque of just cartoon characters, right? There's <laughs> well, and you can see the, the bottom one underneath the employee of the month. I'm fairly certain that's similar to their skullduggery, um, skull that they have. Um, so some of these correspond to some of their other, uh, beers. I never even Thought mm-hmm. of that. Yeah, that's why sense. this is really smart. But that's really good. Uh, so, Brewing Project used to have pretty standard uh, cans back in the day, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, over the past couple of years, they've reached out to artists to to draw these can the uh, can art. And um, it, it, all I can say is you have to you have to see it to yeah. fully embrace how cool it's, it is. You know, say what you will about Brewing Project, and we'll talk about them later. But they do not lack for imagination. Down no, there. not at like, all. They are indulging every like mm-hmm. whim that they have when it comes to their beers and their cans. And yep, everything. And good good for them for for doing that. I'd like to know a little bit more about Sabro. <laughs> Justin? I've never heard I've never heard of Sabro before. I've heard the other hops before, yeah. but yeah. Um, if you give me about thirty seconds, I'll uh, we have thirty seconds. I think maybe it's we something have, for us to dwell on over the, the course of the broadcast. <laughs> what do you think of the purple theme? It's, Is there meaning behind that? Uh, I don't know. I don't, every every I don't one of these. So. Uh, every one of the eight. They do a lot of of different color schemes there. Or I think. just a theme. I of think this. so. Yeah, I don't know that there's a deeper meaning to it, but who knows with with those this guys? This is you a never five. Know. What coach? It is a five point six. That's percent. probably where an IPA should come in at. It's a little low by IPA standards, but maybe. Well, and, it's a and, hazy IPA. And hey, let's be honest. We're already in dangerous waters, considering that it's we started this at ten thirty on a Saturday. Yeah. And the last time That's I think ten thirty a.m. Because a. M., some people could think yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, the last time we did that was well. The, the last well, time was this. two times because the the first time was at Ambibulous um, where we that were just six point six point eight destroyed. Eight the the next time was when as soon as I hit stop on the recording, I stood up, walked over to that couch. Oh yeah, you fell did. down and passed out. You did. So this, you know, <laughs> the fact that we got a little bit lighter ABV here, I think, is going to serve I'll, us well. Uh, I'll reserve full judgment until we're done, but I can let the cat out of the bag a little bit this is going to be rated very highly yeah this is good stuff um okay so today yeah we're gonna we're gonna do our normal stuff we're gonna um we'll have our statements never uttered which is quickly becoming our 
one of our most favorite topics. We'll do our douche of the week. We'll do an oh shit, some of the biggest oh shit moments in history, which Justin just remembered he forgot to do. Um, we're also going to have a discussion about some bands or musicians that are super popular, but we just can't stand for can't whatever wait. reason. And we're also going to have a discussion about where is the best place to watch a sporting event, not like city or stadium, but whether it's just in general live at a sports bar or at your house, which is best, which do you prefer? So I'm very interested to get your guys' opinions on that because quite honestly, I don't know that I can come to a conclusive opinion. On okay. That. Just, I'll tell you what's right. Oh, perfect. <laughs> um, why don't we do a little bit of baseball first, just because that's who we are and that's how we know Travis. You don't want to. I thought you were looking at my poor. I you spilled, didn't you? Yeah, you did. Yep. All over his paperwork. Yep. <laughs> I, I thought I saw that, but yeah. Okay. Yep. All right. There actually has been a little bit of Brewer news since we since we uh, last podcast. I think <clears throat> the biggest of which is probably that Corey Knebel is no longer a Milwaukee Brewer. He is no longer a Milwaukee Brewer. And we, I think we talked about it prior wasn't really a surprise. I think a lot of people saw this coming, that they weren't going to pay $5 million in arbitration to a guy like Corey Knable, which is a shame, but that's just the numbers that, that they're dealing with. Maybe in a non-COVID year, they would have taken that chance. But when you're looking at trimming payroll wherever you can, $5 bucks for a guy who may or may not come back from Tommy John, you can't pay $5 million on the Brewers' budget for somebody like that. But the brilliance, I think, of David's, David Stearns came out again where he was just about to get non-tendered, yep, and instead he flipped them to the Dodgers for a player to be named later, who, by the way, has been named yep. now. Um, so they trade him to the Dodgers for a guy, a lefty named Leo Crawford, yes. which is a great sort of old-timey baseball name. You don't see that. I was just going to mention the, uh, the, the name and how cool it is. Right. Both Leo and Crawford. Right, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So if you're not a That's somebody that should be playing 1922. That's Leo Crawford from the Brooklyn Blanks. Yeah, a utility guy from from Brooklyn. Oh, he was a, yeah, and, yeah, back then to be a second <laughs> second baseman shortstop combo yep. utility yeah. guy. Yeah. Leo Crawford is a, is a lefty. He's only 23 years old, but he's pitched as high as as double, double a, a now and his his numbers are very good. Uh between Plus he can own a Crawford jersey well, probably. Oh yeah. Hopefully if he ever makes the bigs. Uh but he had a 280, yeah, 281 ERA. Do you know who he's compared to, Travis? You'll appreciate this. I don't know. Brent Suter. Comparing him to Brent Suter. Now, obviously not the personality or anything. It's like he's got this deceptive delivery, can can start, can relieve, whatever. But I don't care. If you compare a guy to, to Brent Suter, I, I, I mean, I, I'm in on him. It, isn't that just like an extra five points to get him to the bigs? Right. Just because he's bad? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, you can't get enough, enough Brent Suter. Um, couple other, couple other moves I just wanted to mention by the Brewers. They seem to be accumulating catchers for some <laughs> unknown reason. They signed this this guy Luke Maley. Is that how you say it, Justin? Do I you even know Ma- Luke Maley. They, they signed no this idea. catcher as a 29 year old to a major league deal. He's got options. He does have options. Yep. Okay. Well, he brings a career 198 batting average to the team. So yeah, it's stellar. So you've got Omar Narvaez, Manny Pena. I'm guessing Jacob Nottingham is just simply not coming back. I mean, no, I don't not, know what his I, situation what? is, but um, uh, Narvaez and this new guy have options. Pena and Nottingham do not. Narvaez has options. I'm fairly certain he does. Really? Yep. I think you see Narvaez and um, the new guy in AAA. Hmm. 
I will double check, but I thought I remember reading um, two of those four catchers had options, and you will see them in the minors. Interesting. Well, wouldn't that be if they actually have a minor league season? Wouldn't it be nice for Narvaez to get his groove mm-hmm. back, so to speak, because he is a good offensive player, and for – you know, he just chalk him up as the many people that that had a COVID year at the plate, and and who knows. But um, beyond that, there's not a whole lot. Orlando Arcia is coming back. They signed him at a discount. He he took a pay decrease, is my what's understanding. He, what's he at now? I think he's about two million or something, isn't it? Which is right. In you the... know, that's an interesting thing. I mean, do you know all the details behind that? You know, the whole pay decrease and him looking at that, and I mean, how how is the rest of the league view him? Are there people in his ear that say, this is... Just sign it. I can do any better than this? I did, and I'll I'll plug the uh, Reviewing the Brew um, website. It's just phenomenal. They had an article about that, like, why would he take less money? And they spelled it out pretty good. I don't remember the details of it, but they spelled it out, and it made sense for him to just say, no, I'll just take my less money and, and... and be fine with it. He's guaranteed pretty much a roster spot unless they ditch him or whatever. But, um, yeah, so he's coming back. Um, trying to think of anyone else. Like Ben Gamble's now gone. Um, mm-hmm. What's his name? Jace Peterson's gone. Who cares? Um, and Alex Claudio is gone too. So they've got some retooling to do in the bullpen a little bit with Knable and, and Claudio going. I still believe Hader will be traded this offseason. But with yep. with Knable going away, I, I think maybe it, the likelihood of Hader being traded ticks down a little bit. But – I still think he's going to get traded. Uh, as of February 8th, 2020, so as of prior to this season, Omar Narvaez had three options remaining. Wow. Well, that's great flexibility for yep. for the Brewers. They love they move guys up and down like, like a stripper on a pole. Anyway. Uh, Nottingham had one at the beginning of the year. I think he was sent up and down through the course of the season, so he doesn't have so any remaining. Have any. I, I think they're going to move on from him. I don't know what purpose he serves on a, on a major league roster at this point, besides making my wife get all gooey, but whatever. Um, Manny Pena is out of options. He is out of options. Yep. I like Manny Pena as a backup catcher. Like yep, he's just where he should be. Manny Pena, Jacob Nottingham. Those are going to be your two starting catchers for the uh, Milwaukee Brewers this year. See, and I just said I like Manny Pena as a backup catcher. I know and, uh, he's going to be the the guy. He's gonna he's gonna go back and forth with Nottingham, just because of the options thing. Sure, yeah, that makes sense. They they like their flexibility, and yep. that's that's what they do. That's fine. Um, so, uh, oh, by the way, now we have a whole offseason to figure out a um, a fan club name for Dan Vogelbach. Yes. Because they, they brought him back they at a did. very cheap price. Mm-hmm. So assuming they keep him, we still have to come up with a, a cult-following fan club name for, for Vogelbach because he's just that, that kind of guy, big ham-fisted, free-swinging first baseman. Yeah. <laughs> so good. So yeah. Milwaukee. Very, very Milwaukee. Yeah. Yep. I'd be disappointed if he wasn't just slamming Miller lights in the clubhouse after after every game. I don't he, think he's looking any light beer. No. <laughs> maybe um nope. maybe maybe next uh, episode point. or the one after that we, we dedicate some time to it. We do a little prep and come up with some names. With some and, names. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, you know, maybe what the requirements are to become part of the mm. Volgabot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, I like it. We can start a Twitter hashtag trend. I, I still on shit a lot, but these ideas are just I mean you can't. Yeah, good work. What would we do without you? <laughs> uh, anyway, I, really, that's all the baseball news there is. I had a couple other things, but, I, you know, I don't know. Do we want to get into our fun uh, stuff? Yeah. 
Let's get into more fun stuff. Travis, uh, we should hold on. We should go. touch on that the Brewers didn't draft anybody in the Rule Five draft, nor did they lose anybody. Yeah, which great. <laughs> I said just touch on it. We're not going to talk about it. Right. it we we cons- touched it. Consider it touched. That's what she said. All right. Did I mentioned that your mom touched me this morning. Oh, Jesus, I, I wrecked that. I'm sorry. You're going to say something <laughs> unbelievably inappropriate. And I was going to talk about the beer can. I think we both got them both in, right? I think we did. Yeah, you did. Just to, to repeat it, just in case people didn't hear it. Uh, Josh's mom touched me this morning. And look, there's and, eight purple faces on the beer can. And look, we both. I got, like hot dogs. We we both got eight them ball. in. We both got them in too at the same time. Both got oh. them at the same time. <laughs> God, uh, it's gonna be one of those one of those kind of days. All right. What should we do first, guys? What do we want to talk about? All right, I guess I'm going to choose. Let's <laughs> talk about. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking support that I get on this podcast is just. <laughs> I just asked for a topic. I get fucking crickets from you assholes. <laughs> Stay in your lane, Josh. Do your job. <laughs> I guess I'll just I'll pilot the ship. You guys. Just roll, would you please? Let's talk about where we like to watch sporting oh, events. Okay, there's strong a, feelings about that one. Do you really? Oh, okay, so here's what we're talking about. There's generally overall three places that you can watch a game at. Mm-hmm. You can go to the event live. You can watch it at a sports bar with presumably like-minded fans who are all cheering for the same team, or you can watch it in the comfort of your own home. Lots of different feelings on that. Some people feel they have to be at the game because that is just <clears> the epitome of 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 watching sports. Others love the camaraderie of a sports bar. It's more, a little more intimate, yet you're around people. Some people prefer to be at home, a completely controlled environment where they can enjoy it. Curious about your guys' thoughts. Travis, you said you had strong feelings. Do you want to start? Yeah, and there, there are two sports strong feelings, and they're slightly different. So I'm going to start with our baseball. Um, really in person for baseball, fully realizing you where we live it's not like you live in west alice you can roll over to a lot of games but yeah an in-person brewer games is is just you know it's hard to hard to put a price tag on that right mm-hmm. um at home you know it, it's not probably the best uh, uh tv game but that's where you're you're gonna watch you know yeah. 160 of the 162 um in bars and i'll just spoil the football one right now i have a really hard time um, being at bars and watching um, and watching games, much more football because it's just the one out of sixteen, you know, whatever. Um, I have a really hard time hearing the dumb comments from other people, <laughs> and I am not smart because I know I've proven that over fifteen podcasts. But I do have a fairly good grip on just some basics, right? And I have such a hard time listening to stupid comments mm. and you can't like pick a fight with someone and just say, you know, I just, I'm just uncomfortable with it. So I like to be um, around people in an intimate setting, non-sexual intimate setting at, at someone's house or at the game itself. So no, when, when you talk football, here's the, here's the really unique thing. Like I said, it's one out of 16 games and it's one out of eight home games. So you roll into Lambeau. And even if you got someone dumb next to you or or yelling stupid stuff or, you know, 
when when Favre would throw his second interception, he talked about bench and Brett Favre and you know <laughs> these people and the beer. Yeah. It was still the aura and the atmosphere of Lambeau was really special. Yep. But I don't want to watch six games in person at Lambeau right. out of the eight. Mm. I want to watch maybe one in person and the rest on TV yep. because the football TV experience is really really good. And oh by the way, when Green Bay is your team and the months that start getting involved start involving shitty weather, mm-hmm. and there's oh. something about having to piss from a lot of beers in the cold. You know, t- yeah. tell me, I'm no, I'm no physician. It, it, it goes through you quicker. I don't know, but whatever. Uh-huh. The, the 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 having to to piss, and of course, you're if you you got a 15 seat row, you're in seat eight. So one way or another, you've got to interrupt 20 people and to buy the beers, and it's just um, like. Probably well, even a September is 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 better for football yeah, than, than yep. December. Now Lambeau, I think, is even unique, and I've been to I don't know four total pro football stadiums. I, I would guess that there isn't anything better than Lambeau um, because it's cathedral like, right? Mm-hmm. And and I'm saying that I don't want to watch more than one game a year there. I imagine I'd maybe want to watch zero games at these other places because they don't come with the nostalgia and the whatnot. Mm-hmm. So. So well, that, that that's my overall, you know, I'll just, I'll just close by saying, I don't, you know, at a bar, if I was with you two and 15 other borderline knowledgeable people, or at least people that weren't knowledgeable and shut the fuck up. How's that? Yeah. You don't know anything, shut up. Being at a bar and like a Brewer playoff deal, you remember being at Dooley's not yeah. too terribly long ago. That was one of my fun. I mean, that yeah. was a oh, great that was, time. That was game one. That uh, was one sixty three. So there are so there are differences, but for the most part, you know, I'm, I don't want to be seen as the Buffalo Wild Wing guy that's high fiving strangers. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Although you do find yourself high fiving strangers at. Packer games and it's kind of cool. You've made oh, new yep. friends, over right? There, so. Right, and I, I think like the the live event is by far the most uncomfortable, if if that's the right term. It's the most inconvenient because, yep. like you said, it's hard to get to the bathroom. It's hard to get food when and you want. And where are you sitting? Right. And what? Do you, mm-hmm. And how do you? And how do you see the the the, the, the plays? I mean, we went to the um, uh, would have been October of or excuse me November of sixteen. Went to the Tennessee Titans Packer game. Danny Troy and I, we had shitty seats. Mm-hmm. We were the environment. You know, we were in a road stadium. They don't have great road fans. Football's not real big down there. And um, and it was like, okay, we're here. We can say we were at the Packer game in Nashville, but it was just like this doesn't feel. Right. Very good. Well, mm-hmm. and like you said, you're dealing with weather. I don't know that I've ever been more uncomfortable on a, I don't know, mildly warm day in maybe July in at Miller Park sitting in the sun. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. It is uncomfortable. It's awful. Like, you don't, it's easy to underestimate the value of sitting in the shade. And here's, yeah. it, here's the other thing that comes with that. When you're assuming you're not at a playoff game, you're sitting at one game out of 162. Two. Yeah. Yep. So not every pitch means everything. Where if you're watching the Packers and they're eight and two, and every play means something significant because it really does. There's only so right. many plays. It's like, boy, I'm investing a lot of effort for just a little, you know, little tick on the right. uh, on mm-hmm. the gauge. Yep. Um, so now I think I've said enough. But 
Right. So let me talk about the the value of being at a live event. Is obviously the sounds of the game, and we're talking baseball because Justin, you I think you talked last week about the crack, crack of, the of the bat. bat. Is it's it's simply the way you said that was so perfect because yes. it brought me back to those times, and that is a crack that is more than just a line drive. That is they that ball's the, going out. That's yep. so cool. Yeah, and I, I think when you're at a live event, and I've noticed this more in in football than in than in baseball when I see it live. You when you can see the whole field, you see plays a split second prior to what you see on TV. Yeah. Okay. When the when the running back say gets the handoff and busts into the line, the crowd knows. Oh shit! There's a hole there. Yep. Or when the quarterback winds up to throw the bomb, the crowd can see that guy's open. Yep. He's got him, and that's why you hear that roar. Earlier than, than you see it on TV because by the time it gets to the receiver, that's when you see it you know, on it's TV. A completion before it's a completion. Yep. Exactly. So that I, I think was kind of an eye opener for me when I watched my first NFL game. Like, oh my god! Like I'm seeing so much more than I ever ever yes. did on TV. Yep. Which is a, a but, huge. But advantage. how much depends on where 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 you sit at because you're on one oh, end zone and you're in row yes, fifty. It right. is very difficult to gauge if it's a three yard run or an eight yard run. Yes, yep. absolutely. Because even, even if you're pretty knowledgeable. Because like, wow, I've sat high at the the Humpty Dome, and mm-hmm. when you can see everything, and the I've sat Humpty low, Dump, the Humpty Dump. Thank you, mm-hmm. and I've sat low at at Lambeau, and it's just different. It's, it, yeah. you know, it's completely different. So I think there's advantages to being up higher at a football game. When when I go to Lambeau, I always look for the seats that are between the 35s, and usually at the top of the bowl. It's the best viewing that you can have at a football game at Lambeau. Hundred percent. Interesting. I will. I will I will back that up to my grave. Yeah. And, and say that again, where at? In between the 35s. Anywhere okay. in between the 35s. And uh, usually it's not in the bowl. It's in the seats that are just above the bowl. Okay. Hmm. So the, like the original edition. So it's still part well, of I like. I don't doubt that. For oh, I, you know what? I've, I've been to probably six home Packer games and go in those areas. And I've been to a Packer game in the, the end zones. It's night and day difference mm. in what, what you see. Interesting. It's, yeah. Um, another thing I'll say about, because Travis, you mentioned it, you're seeing one of 81 home games or whatever at a baseball game, right? I don't know if any sport is more um, indicative of this than, than baseball. You might see something on that night or that day that is completely unexpected, yep. that n- literally has never happened before. Yep. Think about how many people saw Perfect. how many people saw Kerry Woods' 20 strikeout game at, at Wrigley. Right, because mm-hmm. that was a day game at Wrigley. Yep. The Cubs were shit at the time, I believe, and you know the crowd. I, I don't know what the crowd was like, but how many people were there that? Sh- oh, fuck it, I'm gonna go to a Cubs game today. Blow off work and go, and then they see Kerry Wood strike out twenty people. Yep. Like that is a save my ticket sort of put it in a so, frame kind of moment. Yep. I, I think I think that's really great. So I'll talk about. And I mentioned it before. I was at a Ben Ogilvy three home run game yes. at Miller Park. Yeah. That is a one. If Kerry Wood is a nine point five, right? Yes. I understand that in in historical oh, perspective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what it meant Not to, to you, me, though, right. what it meant to me watching Ben Ogilvy and you know I think three Brewers have hit three home runs in the game. I mean it's, it's yeah. not or excuse me, I think Ogilvy did. But the bottom line is it's rare, and that was the memory for me. Yeah, you don't know. You roll in, you could see a no hitter. You could right. see the cycle. Yep. You could see a triple play. Um, right. That, I think your point, it, it is great. Um, football's just a little bit different statistic-wise. And How and, often do you see record-breaking performances at a football and, game? And, it's and, rare. And any, in, in any one individual game, mm-hmm. it, it's probably 
not going to to happen. You right. could go and it could become a beanball experience. Don't it, really like that, but it's like, my God, those. So yeah, yeah. I think base- baseball does give you a little bit more of the the boy. Your one game could could leave a lasting image. If it's May or August right. or, or whatnot. Right. I, I've got to tell a quick story. I don't know how much it relates to it, but the first time I ever started going to Northwoods Leagues, Northwood League games was when I lived right. in Rochester for a short period of time. My wife and I lived a block and a half from the stadium. We lived in a little apartment. We lived a block mm-hmm. and a half from Mayo Mayo Field. And we'd walk down to the to the honker games, right? We and I'll, I'll, I'll never Rochester I'll, honkers. It's just it's perfect. If you've ever been to Rochester before and see all those fucking geese oh are God. all over they the place, that's permeate that town. Best, best yeah. name. Sorry, no, no, you're fine. Um, but what I saw was a a pitcher, and I'll always remember this kid's name. For, played for Rochester, uh, Connor Falkenbach was a pitcher that day. He took a no hitter into the ninth inning, two outs, and a, oh. a, a, and a dude hit a bleeder. No, up the middle. Yep. And and I didn't say a word to my wife about it because you don't do that. You don't say, you know, it's a no hitter. And did she know that no, rule though, or she didn't? No, she didn't know it. Oh. I, I remember standing up in my head, my head, you know, I'm like, I'm gonna see a no hitter, and then it happened. I had my head or my hands At on my two head. Two outs, you're ready. Oh. Right. And and you know, no one I don't think many people in the stadium like noticed it. I happened to look up at the press box. And the, the announcer is doing the same thing that I am. He's got his hands on his head. Yes. And we kind of like made eye contact. We were just like, oh. Whatever happened uh, to Falkenberg? No idea. No idea. But what? I, that's the kind of stuff. You, It's a Northwoods League game. It was probably a Wednesday night. How about Juan Neva's no hitter in 1987? God. That didn't really. Right. Know. Yeah. So oh, yeah, you'll you'll God. see some. It's not the same as sitting on the couch watching it as no. being there in person watching it. So yep. there, there's your your plug just, for I guess being at the that stadium. Just be part of history. Exactly. Right. Yeah, and like it's I said, that's when you save your ticket stub, put in a little frame, and go. I was there for that. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. My yeah. father-in-law, Dean Sullivan, was at the Ice Bowl. Confirmed. That's oh, no really kidding. cool. That is cool. Uh, I don't really have much more to say than that. That hasn't been covered already, other than. Um, if it's an important game, a 163, a Super Bowl, a Game 7 of some sort, yeah. I'd prefer either being there or at a, at a venue with other people yeah. than sitting on my you know couch by myself or something watching yeah. it. You know, any anytime there is a substantially significant game going on, if it's a you know Game 7, a championship game, a this is make or break for the season type of thing, sure, um, I'd rather be with people or at the event then yeah home. And, and and i'll say that having kids of a certain age changes that for you too because yeah. we all went to 163 at the sports bar and it was one of the greatest memories of my life that was great. now like because as the brewers progressed in the playoffs that year we we there was some talk about do we get together for dooley's for game seven and i said guys I, there's no way i can do it right i can't be away from my kids watching that game because yeah. they're my family's as invested in the brewers as i am so i'm i gotta be with my family sure. for for that so but no i i get what you're saying you want to be around like-minded well, people but what a nice problem to have your family being <laughs> right. as invested i mean boy that's that's cool right yeah absolutely now quick quick little plug for um watching games at home whether you're alone or with a, a few close friends you can eat what you want you can drink what you want you can prepare your food ahead of time you can hit pause Yep, and run and take a leak. Okay, that's and, the big point: is taking a piss. Yeah, <laughs> and, you and, miss right? nothing. And especially Wisconsin people that gauge their drinking, 
Most people gauge their drinking around the ability to pee, <laughs> whether they're at home, in the woods, behind a camper, or wherever. Yeah. Um, it is really hard in a stadium. And I'll tell you what, those almost pee yeah. pants moments at a stadium, I mean, the poor women, God, I don't know how oh. they do it. But, oh. but, but even the guys where you are just, you know, I might pee on the wall right yeah. now. Right. And you're just like, because you've waited too long well, and, and whatnot. It's like, and some of these stadiums, the re, the reality is they're just not geared for yeah. the amount of people that's on them. Yep. But and is is there any? Here, here's what sums it up for me: is the the inconvenience factor when the games. If I'm at home and the right. game's done, I'm gonna flip to. The, I'm gonna turn on Netflix. I'm gonna go change a channel. Mm-hmm. When I'm at a stadium like Miller Park oh, and the game's done, walk oh, your way out God. to the car and sit in traffic, yep. and then hope that you don't get smucked by, by you know, a, some a drunk, drunk idiot that's out there. Yep, exactly. That's yep. that's a kind of a pucker it, it, factor it, 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 there it a little bit. It is an all-around investment, like, and, and there are, you know, you do have to balance the, the good with the badness. Yeah. I got a story from, you know, similar to that. Go. Cool. Uh, out at Miller Park after a game, um, it'd been there. We decided that we didn't want to leave right away because we wanted to let the traffic flow through. And Which it is always a good idea. Always a good idea. So we went and we sat in lawn chairs and, you know, cooked up some brats, and we were with some other people. So, I mean, it was a big group. All of a sudden, this fucking car comes flying in through the parking lot, smashes a, uh, no. a parked vehicle. No way. Oh, yeah. So we're like, oh, well, shit. How long, <laughs> so ago? How long ago was that? This was four years ago. Three or four four years ago, I think. Okay. And so we're uh, we're sitting there staring at it, and the guy gets out of his car like nothing happened. And <laughs> of course, he's stumbling around, and, and I'm sitting there thinking... Oh shit! Uh, I there's I I'd have to call this. In. I mean, I this this has to like somebody has to. Well, good enough. There was a Milwaukee, Milwaukee County Sheriff uh, motorcyclist going through, and he's sitting there talking to the guy, and it looked like he was just ready to just send this guy on his way. I'm like, oh god, no, no, he's wasted. You can tell he's wasted. <laughs> They brought in like a Milwaukee City cop that uh, came in and did the OWI stuff, but oh, yeah. like just sitting there, like yeah, we're gonna. And they <laughs> missed the guy missed our cars by fifteen feet, maybe. Oh, wow. And you thought he was gonna, and it didn't. And he probably hit that car at twenty five miles an hour <laughs> oh, in the parking lot. Oh yeah, it was hard. No, no, like pieces oh. of car went flying. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was pretty spectacular. We're trying to do the smart thing and just wait to let traffic clear out, and then there's this drunk idiot piling through the parking lot. Well, at least he didn't like take you out personally, right? I guess. Well, Jesus. And, and we weren't. This wasn't preferred parking, so I guess that was the problem. We didn't. Oh. We weren't in preferred parking. So preferred parking. We were out in itchy and scratchy lot. Yeah. And... <laughs> Good pull there. Yeah. All right. Let's move on, gentlemen. Uh, update uh, on taped replay. Freiburg just scored a penalty goal. This is significant for me because there's nine minutes left in the in the oh. game, and I have not yet seen a Freiburg victory oh. in in every <laughs> single game that I have watched since we started uh, paying attention to the Bundesliga. Um, they have drawn. They've either drawn or uh, lost. So this, this might be it. This is a nine game streak in which they have not won. So I'm crossing my fingers because Freiburg <laughs> typically will score a goal and then within eight or nine minutes, the opposing team will score a goal. And that's still within regulation time here. So I'm, I mean, this is exciting for me, but I'm 
I'm cautiously optimistic. Yeah, yeah, don't 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 overstate it at this point. Oh, by the way, speaking of soccer, I have to mention um, my anti Bruceivist last week. I think was um, British announcers yeah. announcing literally anything. Yeah, and I'm just correcting that. I said that the announcer for the Minnesota United was Adrian Heath. Adrian Heath is the coach of oh. Minnesota United. So I apologize to Mr. Heath and to whoever the actual announcer for the Minnesota United is. So good call, my Mia culpa. Um, let's go on to a, uh, a topic that I think Travis feels pretty strongly about some, some bands or musicians that, that we absolutely hate that for whatever reason, unbeknownst to us are popular in the, in, in, in with people, you hear them all the time on the radio, but you cannot hit a different station fast enough when you hear them. Can I start with one? Yes, absolutely. Be, Justin, well, please go also ahead. Now, because I have to. Oh, you have to pee too? So, yeah. Oh, so you're going to say one. I'm going to say go. one and then I'll, okay. I'll go and then. So uh, go ahead and reintroduce or whatever you need to say about this. No, I just you said did. Okay. Yep. Uh, you too. Oh, okay. I can't stand you too. And it has nothing to do with their music. It has everything to do with them forcing their music upon any Apple device that I have. <laughs> and when I try to fucking delete it, it just pops up again uh-huh. like i can't i don't want to listen to you two i don't like the music mm. i mean I, I, they could be fine i don't what's they're, sort of they're del- obviously popular because they're they've been around for half a century sure but and, and you can and again this is what part of this topic like travis yeah. you mentioned off the air it's not about doubting the talent of right because youtube is a insanely talented absolutely and um uh, bono's voice is, bono is, is amazing is is legendary right the edge his guitar work is yep off the charts so. i i will not you know what i could probably really really like their music i will not listen to it because every time i have an iphone uh my apple music is forcing me to have you two on it and i don't want to be forced to do anything i don't want to do yeah i'm curious about what sort of devil's deal youtube and steve jobs struck at, oh, at some God, point yeah. that that, I, it, that that's... i've tried so many times to delete it in so many if you search how to delete youtube on your from oh, your apple sure music there yeah. are dozens and dozens of posts on people just as frustrated as i am on it yeah. that will be forever i will never be a youtube fan because they try to force their music on me and that's a shame too because they have great Oh, oh, the God, blue sunglasses. Yeah. Want to yeah. kick him right in the nuts. Yeah. yeah. Want to kick him right in the bono. Or is it bono? Jeez, bono. bono. <laughs> I want to kick him in the bono and the bono. Sunny bono. <laughs> Skiing accident. Oh, my God. I wish I, I wish I had thought of that for statements never uttered. But anyway, does it? <laughs> yeah. Headlong into the tree. There's nothing better than that. You know. You know what it would have. I'll just. I'll. I'll bear the lead now. It's All like, right. hey, Sherry, do you want to go skiing? <laughs> Sorry. Beautiful. Travis, band you hate. I got three of them, and I hope you give me a chance to see all three. We're, we're, we're going to do multiple ones, so just do one now, and then I'll do one. Led Zeppelin. Maybe oh. one of the most uh, talented bands like ever. Also, my wife's absolute favorite. I know they're talented. I know they're good. I absolutely can't stand listening to them. They've got one song I like, and that's rock and roll. It's the mindless song that they have. It's like two minutes, and it's kind of cool. Yep. Their music is probably poetic. It's It's, extremely poetic. It's near the top of any chart for uh, creativity and thoughtfulness and all that. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Robert Plant's voice, especially when he kind of does the scream or the ee, 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 you know, yeah. that probably didn't sound much like him. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I probably don't look much like him. <laughs> I I just hate just about every Led Zeppelin song. You know, like Stairway to Heaven. Even parts of Stairway to Heaven are are bad. There's it's, it doesn't so, make much sense. I can't go any deeper, and I can't stand listening to it. Yeah. How, how's that? What What always surprises me is that for some reason, Led Zeppelin is considered a heavy metal band. Like no, they're, they're, not. they're not. They're, they're not, not even remotely like that. But you, you know, they're on classic rock, which I guess they're rock. But they are they are very very unique in the the spectrum of music that they play. Because I was very which, much which I, makes them Led Zeppelin, which makes them so unbelievably popular. We were at a rock fest like 15 years ago, and there was a tribute band called uh, Zed Leppelin. And <laughs> I liked them better than Led Zeppelin. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I yeah. just he wasn't as Robert Plantish as Robert Plant is. Yeah. It's it's nothing. It, it's tough when you really hate something, but you know they're talented. Sure, well, that no, sucks. No, I, I I get it. So where where are you at? So my number one on my list will always be the band Rush. That is so interesting. I hate. Is it get? I think Getty Lee Getty is the lead singer. I because Getty Lee, Eric Leifson, and Neil Peart. I cannot stand Getty Lee's voice. It is atrocious to me. It is like strangling cats. How this guy ever got in front, and this is purely me, okay? This is like talking about food, about by the way. How about an injured cat mating in a dumpster? Yeah, yes, that's mm. Getty Lee to me. Uh, and again, it's like food. Some people like it, some people don't. To me, you like you put a cucumber in front of me, I'll almost barf. You l- play Getty Lee's voice to me, and I'll so, almost barf. So Lifeson, is it Eric Lifeson? Who's the, who's the guitarist? I have the, no the, clue. It's just Getty Lee. That, all that, I know that, is about 15 years ago, him and his shithead kid got into a drago brawl with cops down in Florida. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. They're Canadian, so, right? I think Rush is a Canadian probably, band. Probably, almost for sure. You know, three-man band, you can't do that effectively, can you? Well, I don't know. I think Nirvana would... I'm just... I'm just spouting Wasn't Nirvana a three-man band? I don't know. They probably got four somewhere. Well, Green Day is a three-man band, and Green they've Day's done, they've done pretty right. well. My, I'm, not, I'm not like looking for actual. I'm just throwing it out there to be a smart ass, okay? I know there's three-man bands, but I, I, could I know prob- Rush is. and I could probably tolerate the music of Rush. It's the voice of Getty Lee that I went to just high school. makes me want to drill my eyeball I went to high school out. with a guy named Carl. Carl, I think, had an IQ of 180, and I, he all but dropped out of the North Eye. He might have dropped out. He spent his entire day writing the lyrics of Rush songs, and I thought he was a weird guy, so I didn't like Rush because of it. That I is mean, weird. You know, it, it just, just a little that's, side that's note odd. of yeah. why I didn't. Huh. Rush is hard to get with, but I think if you like Rush, they're your favorite band. I don't think yeah. there's an in-between. It's polar- Led Zeppelin's polarizing. polarizing oh. right? Some people hate them, some people love them. You could say that maybe... I don't know. I, I won't say this band because maybe you guys are going to mention them. But go ahead, Justin. You're up. You're up. I'm up. Nickelback. That's what I was just gonna say. You, everyone hates Nickelback, and yet they sell sixty million albums. Who the hell is buying Nickelback? How about how about Canadians. when they did the Super Bowl at, at Detroit? <laughs> oh. They're Canadian too, aren't they? Yes. Yeah, they are. Yes. So, so Chad Trigger's a Kruger. 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 He looks exactly like my cousin Marcus Kleist, whose name you people know. Yeah. He looks like a Marcus before he's dead, and he does. He does. He, he absolutely, does. positively, it's scary. Looks like him. So I have been to a Nickelback concert that they headlined. This isn't Wait. my show, but I just got to bring it up because uh-huh. I forget. So it was Nickelback, Chevelle. Oh, what? Why were you there? Up in the <laughs> cities. It was just like 
with somebody we work with named Andy and his at the time. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Nickelback, Chevelle. Fuck, I'll get home and I'll remember the two. They were the headline of these four bands. And um, uh, three doors down. Oh, oh yeah! But are they a... are they the least talented people ever? Have you ever heard yeah, Jim they're... Rome go on a rant about oh, Nickelback? Yes. Yeah, well. Bickleneck and uh, yeah. Okay, <laughs> yeah. no, I, I, I will shut up and you no, can get no, on that's, your rampage. No, that's perfect because that was everything. I, they suck. All of their music sounds the same. All of their songs sound yeah. the same. They're no talent ass clowns. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They're they're terrible. Goldfreiberg. Multi-billion dollar. Yeah. In extra minutes, well, stoppage time. And uh, they're almost kind of like ACDC-ish without the, 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 the good. I mean, they right. they don't put together anything with any thought, and they throw it out but there. But ACDC makes it work. ACDC makes, makes it work. work. Oh, God, Nickelback yeah. is you know terrible. You know why I think it is? ACDC knows that they are just there to crack your ribs with a C chord. Yeah. Nickelback, I think, tries to pretend that they're, they're musicians. That they're poignant they're yeah. and it's deep and all this. ACDC, I'm just going to fucking sing about nonsense and it doesn't matter because Angus is going to tear it up and Brian Johnson is going to growl at you. Yep. Yeah. yeah. That's it. Who's was a hell of a race car driver, by the way, Brian, Brian Johnson. Johnson. Yeah. Really? Oh. You know that... Um, Angus's uh, brother Malcolm, he yep. died about five years he ago. Dementia, sad right. as shit. Yes, and um, but the yeah. only two original members. Brewer, of that Brewer help me out with his last name. The comedian, Jim Brewer. Jim Brewer. You ever seen him do the? No. You know the tear it up. He does the hokey pokey. He talks about ACDC and the hokey pokey. Oh Jesus! And he, he says they come out. They're all about three feet tall. Yeah. And they just fucking tear it up. Yeah. Every song sounds exactly the fucking same. <laughs> and, he, and he does the, but um. Yeah. Well, Nickelback well, is without the, you know, ACDC was like the first band that just said, you know what, you don't have to, your music doesn't have to be thoughtful. It doesn't no. have to be poetic. It's yep. just party music. Every Not one of their songs even ventures into something. But no. like Nickelback, like, is, is they, they, there's no talent. I, I, I don't and the think, songs are, you know, look at this photograph and, you know, right. like I don't pun, think, punching out someone that grabbed your girl's ass. Yeah, or I, I, I don't think ACDC takes themselves too seriously. Like no. yeah, Nickelback, Nickelback wants themselves. to be known as as some. Um, well, there's there's nothing. Uh, uh, Wyoming, uh, Minnesota Police Department had a Twitter post during like oh, the Christmas where or whatever, yeah. where uh, a punishment of going or being taken to jail would be you would have to listen to Nickelback music no all the way there. Way, yeah. yeah. And who Nickel- did that? Wyoming, Minnesota Police Department. <laughs> And uh, uh, Nickelback like responded and was all offended by of it. Course oh, they yes, were. Of course oh, they yeah. were. Yeah. No, the, and, you and suck. This, to the point, they take themselves so seriously. Right. Like ACDC would give two shits about what a, some Have you ever seen an actual said? Angus Young solo from like the 90s? No. Or whatever? No. Oh well, no! I take that back. I have because when I was young, I used to have the old video cassette. And he'll of jump ACDC on like Ryan Johnson's back, and he'll yep. go around and he'll go on this stuff. I mean. Right, Angus, and he's not young. He's you know no, like a buckle his, five seventies by now. Yeah, and is, um, and then Cliff, uh, Cliff who Cliff Young is no the Cliff, Will- Cliff Williams. No Cliff Williams. Are you Cliff sure? Clavin? No, I'm, I'm yeah, I'm sure it. The ACDC member named Cliff is not Williams. Help oh, me out, coach. They've had they've had a number of bassists, but it's Cliff. Oh, I want to say Williams. Cliff Williams. Thank you. Where, where am I? I'm sorry, everybody. No problem. They've had they've had number one of the English musician singer best known 
as the bassist and backing vocalist well, for AC/DC. One of their drummers got like sent to prison for like hiring a hitman or something like that. No, that was um, that no, was. I, uh, are you doubting me on this? I just proved you very wrong on this bass player's name. Oh yeah, yep. Yeah. I think it was Phil Rudd. I am going down a bad road here. Don't don't. Phil Rudd, ACDC <laughs> drummer, charged with trying to hire a hitman. Yes. <laughs> Anything else that uh, that Josh needs to correct you on, Travis? <laughs> I'm falling on the sword. I should have just shut up. I was just so pissed about this cliff guy. I'll save your ass a little bit here. Freiburg just won two nothing, allowing me to watch uh, watch a victory for Freiburg for the first time time ever in my Bundesliga (laughs) experience. Travis, are you prepared to go on to your second band, or should I do it? You want to do some research? I'll do my second band. No, I I want to get back on the horse here. Go ahead, go ahead. I don't think I can fuck up an opinion. Well, I'm well. I don't know. Queen. Watch the movie. Okay. Um, Freddie Mercury. Thought it was a great story. Nothing against Freddie Mercury. Um, Bohemian Rhapsody is my first, second, third, fourth, fifth least favorite song. I absolutely, (laughs) and if we can go to infinity, I can't stand that song. It probably takes an immense amount of talent to put that piece of shit together. I can't stand it. Name some of their other songs. Come on, top five. No, just okay. Horrible. What's Wait, another what, one? What song did you just say? Well, we are the Bohemian champ- Rhapsody. Worst song. We in are the, the champions. The world. Oh, I can't stand them. And I liked the movie until they played Bohemian Rhapsody. It was kind of a well, cool at the, the ending the where, where they, they were comparing the um, where they were comparing the actual concert and Freddie. Mm-hmm. I thought he was an entertaining guy. What a story. But um, yeah. Queen, no. Um, boy. Ugh. It's funny. Like Now that you mention, because Queen is considered one of the giants of, of rock and roll, right? But when I'm sitting there trying to think of names of songs of them, it's those three. And maybe just because I don't deep dive into Queen, but that's all that I could think of was those three songs. And maybe under, because they did, uh, he did under, uh, Mercury did under, under pressure, pressure. With, can, with David Bowie. Can I give everybody an update here? Dun, dun, dun. That ACDC bassist, his name is Cliff Williams. W-I-L-L-I-A-M-S, just to clear the air. Cliff Williams. Thank you, Travis. All right, I'll go on to my next one. Um, and it's Rod Stewart. Oh. Should be on anybody's top ten. Oh, Rod Stewart, that the voice, the music is just... And he has a face that you want to punch. Insanely punchable Punchable face. face. Let me tell you a quick little story about Rod Stewart. This has nothing to do with his music. Okay, Rod Stewart wanted to do cocaine. Rod Stewart did do cocaine because he's Rod Stewart and he was a pop star in the 70s and the 80s. One of his uh, friends or something destroyed his septum by doing cocaine. So Rod thought, well, I don't want that to happen because that will fuck with my voice. His solution to this was to take gel caps of cold medicine, pull them open, dump out the cold medicine, fill the gel caps with cocaine, put them in, put it back together again, and shove it up his ass. He took anal cocaine suppositories. Confirmed. Yes. He talked about it himself in an interview. Well, is there any more 80s rock star story than doing cocaine up your ass <laughs> <laughs> so you sounds don't... like a great high i mean yeah, all right enjoy that <laughs> justin that is, that's tough to beat yeah. <laughs> fill those shoes <laughs> I, who do you hate diana ross <laughs> mother of god 
Holy balls. I never knew that. That's great Yes. Yeah. Uh, so my, my last one is sort of more broad, but any pop country artist, Luke Bryan, uh, any any of the good, groups good. that any of the country artists put that Luke Bryan on. we're gonna put Luke Bryan near the top to the of that list. Um, I I looks good in jeans. I miss '80s and '90s country music. There are some uh, like Blake Shelton. A lot of his music still sort of revolves around. <laughs> what are you two monkeys yeah. doing? I'm, I'm pointing at my number three. Oh. is any modern country music? Yeah, wow. <laughs> so, That's, yeah. yeah, so so like the the Blake Shelton's, they still sort of get to the core of country music, but any of the like, uh, uh, what's his name? The shit. Now I, I had it and then it went away. I'll think of it in a minute. But interchangeable most, white guy with a cowboy hat. Well, no, this is uh, this is a, a mixed race guy. With a oh, cowboy hat. Wow. Yeah. Cowboy yeah, Troy? Darius. No, not Darius Rucker, because he's Hootie. He's always Hootie. So it's Hootie. He's Hootie forever. Who's cow- is it Cowboy Troy? Is no, it's not Cowboy guy? Troy. No, it's um 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 oh fuck. Whatever. Move I, on. I'm gonna think of his name or I'm gonna have to look it up. But um it, all of the country pop, I, I don't wanna if I wanna li- I will listen okay. to pop music. I don't he- want I want to go back to the roots of the soulfulness of country. And the the roots of Nashville and Mississippi yeah. and Georgia in the 80s and 90s. Luke, Luke, Luke Bryan doesn't do too well with authentic uh, country music fans. No. They see him for what he is. Yes. So I'll, I'll jump on this because it, it was, Isn't he it like was my choice. Isn't he like ad guy too? Oh, Probably. Sure. So <clears throat> you guys ever like see a can of Cheese Whiz? Yeah. And it says on there like, processed cheese product okay it's not even cheese right they call it have to call it cheese product that's what modern country music is it's a highly processed music product nailed it it's not music it's pop music that they just sing with an accent or throw a fiddle in and call it country music it's not music and it's a shame because justin we just watched that video of um Brad Paisley jamming with Tom oh, Morello yeah. from Rage Against the Machine, an audio slave, a phenomenally talented guitarist, but unfortunately oh. he's, to me, lumped in with these modern country people who are yep. simply, like you said, simply singing pop music mm-hmm. and just calling it country because they wear a cowboy hat. It's Brad, ridiculous. Brad Paisley is the the quintessential country music artist caught in pop land right now. Yeah. Um, and take me, I, I, I like country music, and I'm talking about Johnny Cash, Marty Robbins. Mm-hmm. They sing about gunfights, mm-hmm. you know, like the showdown in front of whatever saloon. You don't get that anymore. You just you get, my, my fucking truck is awesome and, and, and all that. So <laughs> Drink, don't drive, do the watermelon crawl. See, and... Will be one of the best lines in 90s country music yeah. ever. And, and see... You, it's funny because you're younger than me, so you hearken back to the 90s. Yeah. I hearken back to the 90s and go, that's when it went wrong. That shit sucks. See, it, I, it was 80s, 90s where I still yeah, um, yeah. I'm, I'm well, okay with it. And hey, it's funny how many like failed um, rock people move on the country. Not that Hootie failed, but once his no. pop music kind of fizzled out, then he moved into country and he's super popular. Garth Brooks started rock. Couldn't do it. One country got popular. Then he made that. Remember that album he made, um, the Chris Gaines thing, yeah. where he tried to do it. And it was just an utter, just dumpster fire. So I, yep. yeah, it's uh, yeah. Kane Brown 
was the the name of the oh, country music. Yeah. But then then you look at the opposite way uh, where you have people who start out in country and then realize they're too good for it. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift, yeah. who just released a second alternative al- album this week, yeah. which is phenomenal. Her songwriting is spectacular. If you if you mm. can't even if you can't stand. Um, you know her voice or whatever um read the lyrics of her songs they're fantastic poignant very much so Good. they're they're fantastic we all we hate modern country music perfect travis you got one more for us i do but i know where i do can we talk about how beautiful carrie underwood is she's pretty and a good-looking lady oh yeah, yeah. yeah it's second wife material there the legs <laughs> legs for days did you see her did you see her do the cover of paradise city yeah. No, really. I yeah. might have seen 3,000 of its 3 million views. <laughs> you, you, might have, you might have shown that in a training one time. <laughs> no, I didn't. Did I? <laughs> yep, during a break. Oh. A training, you say. Oh, good for you. <laughs> Prince. Yep. Oh, yeah. I hate the Metro Twin Cities area, and that's where he comes oh. from. And so it's probably not fair to Chan him Hassan. because when I right. I knew that say what no I was just I, I, Chen Hassan. that's where his I'm just wondering where yeah it's not the Iron Range that's for sure <laughs> Prince sucks <laughs> Prince um I don't know if Prince is talented Led Zeppelin's talented you don't Queen know is if talented. Prince is talented no I just I just hate his music so much I'm even kind of being irrational wow because I know deep down he probably is I just there's not a Prince song that that. I could listen to for 20 seconds if I had an option. I don't know, 20, my ass, two seconds, because Prince is on it, my fi- my fingers go into the dashboard. Wow. I just really, I, I picture his purple fucking house up in some <laughs> fucked up Twin Cities neighborhood, and I picture their goddamn airport where you have to order drinks on a computer screen instead of at a bar. I picture the twins. I picture... I picture three, two beer. I think so much about what's wrong with that whole fucked up area. And it's probably not fair to Prince. Maybe it is because I don't. Because I know there's other things that come out of the Twin Cities that probably aren't that bad. So Uh, this is a Twin Cities thing. He's tainted by the. No. It makes it worse. I gotcha. Okay. Right. Okay. It's exponentially worse because he's from the Twin Cities. Prince right. could be from goddamn lacrosse, and I wouldn't like him, okay? Okay. But <laughs> Prince happens to be from the metro, the cities. Mm-hmm. And you want to talk about an unhealthy dislike that's not fair <laughs> to the thousands and thousands of really nice people that live and work in the Twin Cities. I, um, <laughs> I they're have an incredible assholes. dislike for that entire area. <laughs> I would rather, maybe that ought to be a thing. I would rather blank insert, uh, you know, a third world country where there's not running water, than than live in the Twin Cities. You I'm would, not so sure I wouldn't suffer before I moved up like there. A Gruber. You would rather listen to David Gruber one call that's all for eternity, or eternity? Prince. No, <laughs> <laughs> because there's, um, you know, like take Purple Rain. There's purple just it's rain, just, purple rain, and you know, and then you watch all the people that are loving it, and you just like get mad at them because why do you like this song? Because it's not good. And then you're, and then you, and then you have some some soulful insight, and you're like, I'm not really the boss of what music to like. Why am I mad at that person because I like Prince? Well, that's that's mental illness, you know. I, I get that. 
But um, <laughs> Prince, but, um, yeah. By the um, way, one of the weird he has died, hasn't he? Yes, Prince in is his, dead in his elevator in his home. Yeah. <laughs> what, what was it? it was it drug? It was uh, it was uh, fentanyl. Fentanyl, yeah, mm, yeah. Well, yeah, shocking. Yeah. Uh, one of the weirdest music movie tie-ins of all time. Looking back on it, was remember the 1989 Batman movie? Prince did the whole soundtrack for that. That's just <laughs> odd. It's just odd. Anyway, I'm done. Moving on. We've covered our our musicians. We hate. That was fun. I like doing that. I think maybe we need. To I've got at least an, um, another three. So if we can do it one more time. We can do that. Let's take a, I, I think some really shitty bands are getting cheated. Yeah. <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's take a break. We'll be right back. Okay, we're back after our quick break. We're going to move right Jam in. Jam into some prints. Yes. We're going to move right into our Brewstivus and Festivus. And I will just take a moment to explain that have, for our new... By can the, I, can I interject just yes. one second? During our break, I got to... We had a front row seat of what makes prints... In part, such a bad act. I saw Justin dancing to Prince. What 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 song was that? What one was 1999. it? And I'm just like, okay, he's half joking, he's half not, because that's what they look like when they're at some bar and they're they're overserved and they appreciate Prince. And um, God, I wish I could have captured that. Yeah. Oh, well, I did capture it. That's the problem. It's in my yeah, brain it's now. In your brain. Okay, by, moving on. Sorry. By the way, I just want to. It's going to haunt your dreams. Yeah. yeah. Quick shout out, by the way, to our Magna Utah listeners. We forgot to do Magna's it at the opening. Back. Of the show. Magna's back. Thank you, Metro Magna. Salt Lake City, Magna Utah. You know how bad I want to do a remote from Magna from Magna Utah. So yeah, please, fuck, fuck England or Germany. Let's right. tell you what, Magna. Let me make yeah. a pledge. I'm going to make a pledge right now, okay. even with COVID restrictions in place. If our Magna people would provide nothing more than a venue to do our um, our podcast, I would pay for all the expenses to get us out there. Oh, my God. Justin, you have to, in the, in. In the description of this podcast, when you post it, put something in there about Magna, because we went an hour into this without mentioning Magna. They have Our Magna friends need to know right away that this is a Magna-dedicated episode. It, it will, Magna will show up in the title somewhere. Good. Excellent. Thank you Perfect. very much. All right. And let's that move. is a very... Sincere offer that I'm not, I just ju- made. I'm not saying that like sarcastically or goofy. I'm no. very thankful we have people from Magna who listen to us. That's it, fantastic. Other than Wisconsin, Illinois, and Minnesota, Magna Utah was one of our first outside the of first, the yes. immediate uh, listening area for this podcast. Right. Before I like we Utah. even Always before like we Utah. even got onto um, onto Apple Podcasts or Spotify, yeah. Magna Cobalt, Utah was Ogden. there. Yep, that's right. what you think of, but Magna's probably the best town in the whole state. It's probably the cultural center of Utah. I don't think I'm off base. Either on that or that. has a ton of strip malls and like yeah, well, you know, four mm-hmm. Buffalo Wild Wings. But the, so we'll fit in just yeah. perfect in, in Magna. Anyway, let's move on to our Brucevus and our Festivus, and we'll cover an anti-Brucevus as well. So Brucevus is the derivative of Festivus from Seinfeld, where you air your grievances. We love airing grievances because we're all of getting to advanced age. Justin, you're. Approaching middle age, I'm dead set in middle age. Travis has got a foot in the grave. So we're almost there. We love to bitch about things. So here's 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 where we're going to bitch. Take me two weeks to come up with that, you think? Sure did. What, 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 what you could You couldn't say you're in the back nine of life? You forget that. Yeah. Foot in the grave. He'll be stone dead in a moment. He's not even buying green bananas. 
Oh yeah. <laughs> I feel happy. <laughs> I feel happy. Oh god. Okay, so Bruceivus is we we grieve about sports. Some bitch that we have about sports. Then we're gonna have an anti Bruceivus where we talk about something we love about sports. We're also gonna have a festivus where we bitch about something completely unre- unrelated to sports. Just our holiday gripe. So Travis, would you like to start? Start with sports. Go. Just came up. I uh, changed it. I had one that was mediocre good. This might not be any better. But Cheeseheads. (laughs) Thank you. Oh, my God. Let me say this once and one time only. True Packer fans do not like Cheeseheads. They do not wear Cheeseheads. Not every person that wears Cheeseheads is an absolute idiot. They're probably good people. But they kind of fall into the, I'm a cheesehead, haha. A, it makes our state look fucking ridiculous, and that's nothing against the dairy industry, of course. I don't even think it's so much of the industry, but most of are fat drinkers and cheese. I mean, that, that's, mm-hmm. that's part of what you live with, right? The Packers are not cheeseheads. The Packers are a hundred or so years of history that involves the team and the city and small town and, and doing it. Let's not make ourselves a mockery in front of the entire nation. Oh, by the way, when they show the cheese heads, that is the elitist media and TV people taking a shot at us and they can get away with it. Right. Look at those nod heads with a beer in each hand and a cheese head. Now, having a beer in each hand and no cheese head is fine. I mean, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Go to Lambeau Field. 80,000 people. I bet there's 500 cheese heads. It's not that common. I've been to games. I cannot stand it. And I don't think that's so much like a neuroses. Like, I don't think that's as maybe if you think my Prince deal is unreasonable. I think most true Packer fans, A, would never own a cheesehead, and B, don't condone it. What what bugs me too is when they they make like cowboy hats out of the oh, cheese. Oh, then thing it gets and... really racy. Before you know it, you have a ball cap. She said, "You have yeah. the the cowboy hat. The, you have the, the cheese head bra, the cheese head cup holder." Yeah, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know that's part marketing and from a business standpoint, oh, yeah. you do it right. But at the end of the day, people are buying that shit. Oh yes, oh, the yeah, Packers are. are not cheese heads. We are Green Bay Packer fans. Good. Well stated. My Bruce of us comes from the world of soccer, which it actually has a lot lately, just because we're just sort of taking in this sport and learning what it's all about. Let's say, Justin, that there is a penalty shot. Mm-hmm. Back up. A penalty was committed. A guy is streaking down the field and he gets tripped in the penalty box. The penalty shot is awarded. Who takes that penalty shot? Not the person that was fouled. Not necessarily the person that was fouled. You then get to choose on your team anybody can take that shot. That's like saying Shaq gets hacked in the lane and Kobe's going to shoot the free throws. Yep. That's dumb. Kobe is dead. Josh, (laughs) he can't do that anymore. (laughs) Do I need to remind you just how incredible of a human being Kobe was? (laughs) Kobe Bean Bryant. Mama forever. Oh. Thank you, Travis. Thank you. (laughs) The point being, the person who gets fouled should take the shot. (laughs) (laughs) There's a decent chance I don't recover from that. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Josh, Kobe is 
dead. <laughs> I just, it's an example. <laughs> Neither one of them were playing. Anyway, <laughs> I'm done. Just go. <laughs> uh, mine, mine's fairly weak, but uh, mine in we, ex- we expect <laughs> mine. Mine involves uh, anointing um, either champions or uh, league supreme teams uh a third of the way through the season example chicago bears starting oh, off the season geez. five and oh and everybody's saying ah this one. is a what they were five and one were they five and one five and one this year but that's not bad that's an every year thing that's a right so <laughs> anointing them as the champions of the uh nfc north and uh, saying they're they are the preeminent winners or whatever, uh, and just and that's the Bears are just one example. It's uh, the so-called experts making their uh, their predictions as gold in the first third of the season. I know that's what they get paid for, and you know then they'll look all nice and fancy if they're right. But uh, you can't predict anything about any season in any sport until you're two thirds of the way through it. Right. Yeah, nice. So when you start yeah. like power rankings and you know if the playoffs were today after five games after yeah. six games, you can take that and put it straight up your ass. Well, and and nobody gets paid though to go on TV and say, well, let's just see what happens. Right. It, and it, and that's the thing. Yeah. If if there is one one thing that has maybe uh circumvented this a little bit it's the college uh playoff mm-hmm. college football playoff that they don't start their rankings until they're about halfway to two-thirds of the way through the season right. so you can get a good summary barometer, good barometer of, of what the mm-hmm. season is going on i can't stand the um if the if the playoff started today the chicago bears would be the one seed <laughs> yeah and they haven't won they're since that and all right. yeah they haven't right. won that yes, uh, since that. And all. Well, they would have home field advantage. <laughs> right. Oh, Jesus. And look, anybody who said that about the Bears didn't watch the Bears. No. Like, I, I watched very little of the Bears and little that I saw. They're atrocious. I mean, I, I know. Did Even, you see me waving my hands around about the Bears when they were 5-1? and one? No. Fuck no. Because no. I knew what was going on. Even, but, but I, Even the yeah. Pittsburgh Steelers, like being 11-0, and 0, if you actually go back and look at and they lost this last week. But even if you go back and look at their victories, uh, that's like just an extended Chicago Bears thing. And they're yeah. they're preaching like, you know, ooh, well, maybe the Steelers could yeah. make the play or make the Super Bowl this year. They're uh. well, and we've said it before. Look at the the Washington Nationals the year they won the the World Series. Yep. They were atrocious, like well below five hundred a third of the way in the season. Like yes. you just there's nothing. You, yeah, you can't judge from there. So, no, that's a no, good that, one. That's good. Yeah, every year you hear that in all sports. And, yep. Yeah. Uh, Your third of the season MVP. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Travis, did you have another Bruce of us you wanted to do? I, I Another Bruce of I mean, I have a Bruce of us. Or, I'm sorry. I have a Festivus. But a Festivus. Okay, so a, a non-sports-related yeah. gripe. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. So it's going to mean more to people locally than it than it does um, outsider area. The Starbucks on South Hastings Way. <laughs> oh. And <laughs> yes, I know where you're going I with know this, exactly and I 100% where agree. You're going with yep. This. If you're not aware, especially at a time that I tend to make my way to work, there is a Starbucks on the corner of um, uh, South Hastings and Kirk, um, I think Ridge Road. Oh, Ridge Road. Not. Yeah. Is it? Kind of way by the Wagner's Bowling Alley. There's Kirk and Pleasant. I think it's a Kirk. Hmm. 
And at that time, there will be anywhere from seven, eight to when it really gets bad, 15 cars yeah. backed up to the point where they're stopping traffic on Hastings Way. Yes. Now, there's a few things a person could do. Number one, I mean, where your place is, it's difficult. I get that. Maybe if you had to redo it, you wouldn't put the place there. And and this was, oh, by the way, before COVID, because I remember this before COVID. Yes. Because oh, people yeah. couldn't goddamn walk a block and go into the place. Yeah. But so many of these people that are in line, and this is not political. This is just the nation in general. I guarantee you half the people that are in line running their motors waiting for 15 to 20 minutes from a <laughs> green generation. Yeah. And they... Not only do you have that hypocrisy, but you literally create a massive traffic hazard. So it's not just like one person fucking up and mm-hmm. standing there and creating a problem, but it's so many people that say, you know what, my coffee is really, A, I have 20 minutes to get it. <laughs> and then secondly, just to have someone that might want to t- take a right onto Kirk Street <laughs> to go to their job or whatever, and you can't do it because the Starbucks has blocked everything. If you haven't seen it, I know that the description I gave isn't all-encompassing and not perfect. But just recognize that the need for these people to get their coffee is I, is just makes them look foolish. I, you know what, and then it, it starts my day bad. Because I drive by and I get mad because there's eight cars on Hastings Way that are in like the the straight lane. Yeah, I, I guys, re- you've seen it, right? I, re- you know yeah, I have seen it. And I re- and did, did I understate it? No, no, you didn't. It's bad. Like we drove by last night at six o'clock or five thirty last night, and they were stretching out into a heavy lane of traffic to get a mocha latte. And you know what? If they were just gonna, if they could, they could just park in the parking lot, walk in, get right. their coffee, walk out, get back in their car, and still get faster I mean, than their their main area is still open, right? If you're my understanding is it's still open. So translated. You might have to at the absolute maximum a quarter mile, and it'd be less than that. There's a there's a hotel parking lot across the road. That hotel, yeah, yes. well, which no one wants 18, to park in, but I understand yeah, but, it. Yes, but you could on Ridge Road there, and yes. it is just oh my god, it's the epitome of laziness. It's hypocritical yep. because of how so many people would tell you how to live their lives from a green standpoint, yep. and and it's like really, really, how do you? Do you realize what people are thinking of you? And if yeah. you do, you don't care? No, and I refuse to believe that's the only Starbucks in the country where that sort of thing is a problem. <laughs> no, it's, the, it's probably not the I'm only. sure people can relate. I'm sure Magna, Utah has their own Starbucks where cars pile up. I think there's sharper people out in Utah. I, I, I want to believe so. And that's why I'm ones, looking yeah. to do a remote out there. I have a feeling that when we get to Magna, I think let's do that. Yeah. We're now going to say when we go, not when if we go. We go. If we when go. we go yes. to Magna, Utah with our hosts, who we will hopefully learn their name here yeah. shortly, um, I bet that their Starbucks people are responsible. Yeah. Good. Um, Even do- if they're not geographically located, the people in Utah will park and walk. You're probably right. All right, I'm going to do my Festivus. It involves my wife. And I'll tell you a story, and I can safely say this, A, because she doesn't listen to this show, and B, because we're an hour and ten minutes in, and even if she ever were to listen to it, she would never She'd be get, done by yeah, now. She'd be way done by now. Last night, we got out of uh, Ambibulous Brewery and got into the van, and I was driving away, and I said, 
gosh, it's cold tonight. My wife just blew that comment off and proceeded to tell me about how she was at work and she had a patient that called up and had some problems with her medication, needed a different kind of um, antiseptic rub because she's having a surgery the next day. And she had to call her back about three or four times. And she finally got it worked out where this lady could come in to the to the clinic parking lot and, and my wife could walk out and hand her the 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 proper antiseptic wipes that she needed. And she said, yeah, when I walked out, it was cold. So I sat and listened to this five-minute spiel about how, why my wife needed to walk outside to learn that it was cold. Instead of just saying, yeah, yeah it is. I needed the entire mm. background. Painful. The entire, I lost track of what she was talking about. Did. I, I did not understand. She, she could have said, I'm filing for divorce, and then you would have missed it. Right. Right? Yes. Because you, you tuned out. I completely tuned out, wow. but then she followed up with, so yeah, that's how I know it's cold. But why oh, did I need Josh. to know about the patient? That's, that's hard that's, to deal with. Oh yeah, that's Look, where it's like, oh, cold. What, yeah, that's what we were talking that's about. That's exactly what I said to her. And and I'm like, wait, you were talking about the cold? Let me give you another example. Oh. Hey, uh, Josh, I, I ran into uh, Mary today at, at, at the mall. Do you remember Mary? I used to work with her. I'm like, I don't know who Mary is. Well, she was married to the guy that, that really oh. likes to build Legos. I'm like, okay, yeah, I, I guess I remember her. Okay, yeah, so we, we, we happened to run into each other in the mall right in front of uh, you know, the buckle. Oh, yeah, the buckle. Okay. Yeah, it was like they had the sale going on, and, and we just stopped and talked for a while. And Okay, this is great. Like, yeah, she said they're building a, uh, a Barnes & Noble here. Oh, my goodness, really? Like, wait, what is this story about? Are you telling me about the Barnes & Noble, or are you telling me about Mary? You could have just said, I heard there was a Barnes & Noble being put in in Eau Claire. But I had to get the entire backstory of why you got this mm. information. I don't care how you got this. Give me the information. Is there a Barnes and Noble coming to Eau Claire? No, this is about two years ago. Oh, gotcha. So uh, I, I, I don't just get fed information. I have to filter it out. And it doesn't and even sound accurate. It's, oh, oh. Oh, I so, can I can see it in your eyes right now. And, this is not, I mean, this is transcending the podcast because you are feeling <laughs> like I felt before listening to shit like this. And my mother does it. We Karen, we know you know you no, know Karen. Uh, right. it, it is that is the world you go to, and it's like, why did you start that story backwards? The, she, why did she, you start it backwards? She starts in yes. the middle, plunges headlong into the beginning, and eventually says the point. Like what? And then complains. Are you even listening to me? Well, no, because I just have no. to wait to the end. No. And, and you're just gonna say that the first ninety five percent of what you said is. Just the white noise. Right. Like if she told me lettuce was on sale, she told me about how the car sounded on the way to the quick trip to grab the newspaper that told her about the lettuce being on sale. Yeah. Wow. That's a lot. Uh, <laughs> that was fantastic. Thank you. <laughs> but this wow. is. Wow. The detail. Yeah. Uh, it's more uh, TMI. Like you typically think TMI when you think about weird details that you just don't want to oh. know about. This is just like. Like Saturday little... mornings with your mom. Oh. Moving on. I think it's actually a sickness. I think it, I mean, we can diagnose every kind of anything in this world. Mm. Why not just give that a low-end mental illness grade? Just something. Let's label it. I mean, (laughs) maybe it's been studied. I don't know. They they need to not tell stories in order. It's diarrhea of the mouth. And I'm whispering because she might be Maybe it's already been named. Maybe it's already been named. You're not texting my wife, are you, Justin? (laughs) So, so I I feel the need to follow up on this Mm -hmm. a little bit. So if 
she heard what you just said. Yeah. How would that go over? It'd go over fine because I called her out on it last night. Okay. I said so she's okay with our oh, eight hundred thousand listeners. Hold on. Hold on. Whoa. You only called her out on it last night. No, You're, she knows that this has been a problem. She no, knows that it's a problem. If last night was the first time you called her out on it, you're not going to oh, know no, that's no. a problem until like no, 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 a week no, and no, half no, later. No, sorry. She knows she does this. She knows she does this. Okay. And last night okay. was just one of the most extreme one, examples One of, of the it. times that you've called her out on yes. it. Okay. Okay. Yes. Okay. Because if this was the first time that you called no, her no, out no, on no. it, you've got a week and a half before it comes back to bite you're not, you're you. Not, no. Yeah, you're nowhere near the danger no. zone. No, 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 no. I think no, she would be a little like, annoyed that it's I like said it. It's like a COVID inc- incubation period. You're it's not going to you're not going to know for yeah, about a only week more and a half dangerous. You've got you're it. more likely to die of this than any COVID, <laughs> right? I mean, sleep in your stomach, Josh. <laughs> right. Good, Justin. Do you have a festivus? I have a festivus. Go. It's come more recently, and I, it's been a That's what issue. She said. <laughs> Go. Uh, it, it's been more of an issue for me recently. Um, left lane slow drivers. <sighs> Oh. That fucking state of Minnesota again. <laughs> Same thing. Where does it say it? Middle-aged women or all drivers from Minnesota. Okay. <laughs> yes, I just read. I, you just you just uh, uh, like and you eliminated. Just come up with that because of my Prince take, right? No, no. This was typed before the episode. Oh. Uh, this I, I've every single time I've driven on the interstate or Highway 29 in the last three months when there's a left lane driver it ends up being a middle-aged white woman or uh they have minnesota plates and i don't know why it has to be that way because Mm. everybody else can follow the etiquette of properly operating on a two or four lane highway except for middle-aged women and all drivers from minnesota everyone from minnesota yes everyone from minnesota they're bad everyone from the mini uh, minnesota metro area i have to believe that the rest of the state does a little differently I just, I, I can't hate the state of Minnesota. I don't know, Justin. You've taken a lot of trips to Rochester. It's, uh, Sam? Minnesota drivers are bad. Yeah. How about the Iron Range? The what? Iron Range. Up north. I don't Virginia. know. Uh, I, um, it doesn't matter, right? I've never been up there, well so I don't know. I, yeah. just, I just can't hate the state. I think there's parts of Minnesota that are a lot like Wisconsin. Yeah. I think there's a lot of that, but... Boy, what everybody thinks of Minnesota, you think of the Twin Cities, right? Maybe Rochester yes. because of right. Mayo. That's, yeah. You know. I, I the, the, the Twin Cities ugh. is the black beating heart of Minnesota. It's of course. yes, and the dri- driving there is difficult. Oh, like it's I'll, horrifying. I will I will take my chances horrifying. on the Marquette interchange in Milwaukee a hundred times yes. before I decide I want to drive in the Twin Cities. Well, Milwaukee um, kicks the shit out of the oh. cities, and they and, and they think of themselves as so superior. They they think they like Milwaukee is a redheaded stepchild. You know, mm-hmm. go fuck yourself. Milwaukee is a neat town. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Minneapolis, St. Paul. Yeah. They do have an air of sort of superiority. Oh, like, oh dude, yeah. Well, they, they well, ever. Are, and even even between the two cities, if you're from Minneapolis, oh, yeah. you oh, are. Oh, St. Paul's garbage. Yeah. St. Paul's garbage. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, I learned that from my cousins. Well, mm-hmm. shit. I mean, Minnesota, what, hangs its hat on uh, Bob Dylan and Prince. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Minnesota Good job, nice. Guys. Yeah. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. 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 No, all Minnesota drivers Love are that. bad. Love yeah. that. Bad, oh, bad, bad. Yeah. You know what? I will take a whole bunch of fibs over Minnesota drivers yeah. any oh, day of the week. Yeah. At least you I know the fibs are going to be operating. What a fish tab is? No. Fucking Illinois shithead towing a boat. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'll, I'll, yeah, you know what? I'll good. take ten. Oh. I'll, I will take being in a convoy of ten fibs 
over 10 Minnesotans well, because number one, I know, they know how to drive. They well, drive and, fast. And the, yeah, and the right. fifths, the fifths are going 95 on they're the interstate. They're on the Eisenhower doing 90. You're trying to well, keep yeah. up. And you're like, it's kind of cool. Yeah, well, good for them. And, I mean, have you guys driven like you're in Chicago and then you drive like back home, back up here? Like yeah. they literally drive 90 miles an hour in, in Chicago. Yeah. So if you don't go 85, you're going to get run off the road. Yes. So all of a sudden you, you find to. yourself creeping up toward Janesville mm-hmm. and you're still going 85, 90 miles an hour. You're like, which is slower than you were going in Illinois. Yes. Yeah. So I, I, in some ways, I understand the Illinois people driving fast because you have to do that down there. Uh-huh. So, yeah. Uh, let's do it. Do you guys have an anti-Brucifus ready to go? Something that makes you happy about sports. Let's get off of our negativity and talk about something that makes us smile in sports. Travis. Um, regardless of the sport, whenever an athlete legitimately takes the time out, if they see a handicapped or a special needs Oof. person on a sideline, giving a football to somebody in a wheelchair, giving a ball, reaching out to something, you know, just name it. Someone that you know that that athlete kind of sees that person as special and knows that doing something for them would mean more than to 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 another individual. I think that's just so cool and. It, it's usually it, it's it's genuine. It's not the you know look at me, and I I think that's so cool. I I couldn't agree with that more. There's nothing I hate more than toxic masculinity, and when I see videos like that, it gets fucking dusty. Like I I cannot help but but tear up a little bit because it's awesome and it's neat. And even if they're doing it for social media, even if they're doing it to be seen. That doesn't mean shit to that that special yeah. needs that that, that I, person. Yeah, I, that, I think most people that do it, you know, their motives you you, you really don't know. I want to, you know, I would like to lean towards they're doing it for the right reason. Some might not be, but that at the end of the day, like you said, for that person, that does mean more in their lives. Right. For for like my healthy ten year old daughter or, or, or whatever. Yeah. It is. It's just so extra special, and I think it's cool. You you, you know. Expound on a little bit. You hear about these things, you know, like this person visited a children's cancer center or visited, you know, some vets with PTSD and wherever. Just stuff that they haven't haven't announced it, so they have the attention. There's no cameras there, but they heard it afterwards. Like, okay, this person legitimately did it for the the right reasons. And those athletes are out there. They exist and, 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 um, so that's mine. Well, well, and, and take it a step further because you always hear the stories where you know a, a, a kid with cancer came to a practice and met oh, Drew Brees or whoever you it is, hear and it. then oh. and then later on, three weeks later, this kid's going into chemo and he gets a call from X Y Z athlete saying, "Hey, heard you're going back into into treatment. Good luck." So some of the, some of these athletes, these stories have legitimately been touched by these, and they might not have even thought they would be touched. Right. And I think it offers them some perspective. You know, they've lived in a world where you know, everybody is different, right? Mm-hmm. But a lot of them have always been the best at things. They they really have just been focused, laser focused on career and money and contracts. And of course, you you know that's what you think of it, your right. business. Mm-hmm. But but it but it's but it's like, boy, I needed that little bit of sense of reality mm-hmm. that that what I do is is still sports. And, it is. But oh, by the way, with my platform that sports has given me, yep, oh, I can do goodness. something with this, right? And that's so. I I just think that's wonderful. I just always think about Keon Broxton. Keon Broxton yeah. was great for just going to the fans, not even like handicap or special yeah. needs, yep. but just like, you know, kids who are just huge fans of his, he'd take the time to go and just awesome. Love that kind of thing. It's getting dusty in here now. Thanks, Travis. Yeah. No. <laughs> so good. Okay, my anti-Brucevus. And I have not seen many of these. They don't happen often, but when they do, it is magic. Game seven, sun death of a hockey series. 
in overtime. Oh boy. Okay. You've already played seven. You've played seven whole games. Okay. Now you're in overtime. It's sudden death. It's winner go home. There's no other sport like that. Basketball, you have a time period. Okay. A baseball, yeah. you have extra innings. There, you still could have you a chance. Still, yeah. You could still do it. Football, a little bit because whatever. Like the the old um, who was uh, the the Packer guy that picked off Matt Hasselback that that ran it back in overtime in a play. Al Harris. Game. Thank you, Al Harris. That that kind of stuff happens. But in hockey, they played seven games. Now all of a sudden, one weird bounce of the puck, one long slap shot, could end it like that. See, I can't think of watching one of those live. Just you know, I'm, the, the I'm la- starting to get into more hockey now. But yeah, can you remember one of those? The last one just- that that I remember, I think I was in college. It might have been like '96, '97. I think right. the Red Wings. I think Steve Eiserman like went high corner on a guy and tinked it off the the post and and drained it to win a game seven. Now, now, correct me if I'm wrong, and I might be. You are in your fourth four out of seven series by that time. Right with with the and, NHL, and I'm, not, and I'm not even saying the so, I mean, I'm not even saying the finals like the NHL finals. Any just the game, any any series where you're in okay. Game Seven All overtime right. like that, you know, to get you to the finals, to get you to the conference sure. finals, whatever. When it's Game Seven overtime, that is something you talk about a razor's edge of tension and and living on dripping right. Absolutely, we talked about the the Russians in the in 1980. It was right. like. You know, wouldn't that be the great question? Taking nothing away from the Americans, but did there set in some gripping? Was there kind of that, you know, I just don't want to lose this yeah. versus I need to win this? Right. Mm-hmm. The, just uh, being a goalie There's in that? There's human nature that kicks in with uh-huh. that. Uh-huh. Right. Because like, you're in the, at the end of the day, not only don't you want to lose, but you sure as all hell don't want to be the reason you lost. Right. I'm going to play it safe here. I'm going to. Right. Yeah. Yep. So I that that's magic. That it doesn't happen much, but that's something special in sports when that circumstance comes together. Justin, uh, I really thoroughly enjoy that millisecond feeling just prior to a penalty shot in soccer oh, and hockey, yes. where the anticipation yes. of this could be the game changer. This could be, or or it could be five to nothing, but. Is this going to be the spark that your team needs? Uh, I, I like that because most of the time in 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 uh, soccer, the kicker is going to score the goal. Yes. It's just it's so heavily weighed toward that. But that you know that instant if a goalie does block the shot, yep. and just that whole like second of time there, that anticipation, like you said, the 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 feeling, the 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 hype, the the whole, entire game could just be bullshit, but that one moment makes the entire game. And and it helps that there's a pause in the action. Yes. It, yep. You know what I mean? Like everyone's yep. walking around, high five, fist bumps, like yep. take a breath. <sighs> who can center better? Who can do it? Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. good. That's really good. All right, let's we we gotta do statements never uttered. Let's do it. Um I'm gonna I'm gonna end. I'm gonna end this. Oh, so I will start then. Okay. You go one, two, okay. Yep. I'll start. I don't know the answer to that. Let's Yahoo it. (laughs) (laughs) That is so good. Wow. (laughs) Nice work. All right. Never uttered.
right. <laughs> hey, Loretta, what's nine times seven? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Mother of God. <laughs> I'm glad we don't have a lot of Southern listeners because we just <laughs> lost them if we did. There's no Loretta's in Utah, I guarantee no, it. No, there's not. All right. I'm going to start very, very innocent. Very innocent. Oh, Christ. No, innocent no, for no. you or innocent for normal no, people? Innocent for normal people. Okay. okay. I can't keep up with the pace of this soccer match. Okay, good. Thank this, you. Yeah. No, tame. And I right. Think we mm-hmm. need, I think you needed that yep. to show you're human. Uh... I'm really glad I had that final shot of fireball last night. <laughs> Never. Never. Never uttered. <laughs> hey, fella. Yeah, you. You look cool flying that kite. <laughs> yeah, <Yep>. you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, all right. Here we go. Hey, Gacy, you available to babysit this weekend? <laughs> you ever seen the picture with him and Rosalind Carter in a picture? No. no. He was a Democratic uh, kind of bundler down in his suburb of Illinois. Really? And there's a picture of him and Rosalind Carter in the, se- in the 70s. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Woof. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, so mine needs a little bit of a background. I am a liberal elitist from San Francisco. Hmm. My next car will definitely be a Ford or a Chevy. (laughs) Beautiful. (laughs) All right. So after I stole that bear cub, everything was fine. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Well done. (sighs) All right, Hammer. Here we go. I hope you enjoyed your time in Dallas, Mrs. Kennedy. Oh, God, there it is. (laughs) 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 Yep. (laughs) Only but goody. (laughs) Someone needed to say it, I guess. Oh, my God. Oh, Oh, boy. What's wrong with us? What's wrong? No. <laughs> us. 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 Oh, Jesus. Good Lord. Sweet oh, I will tell you, um, I don't know how many of our listeners have been to the uh, book depository. Have either of you two been nope. uh, to Daily Plaza? I know you got in an argument with a conspiracy I got an argument. <laughs> I, got, I, got, I got an argument with Mike Roden. <laughs> was it Mike, Steve? It doesn't matter. But um, So you go up to, to you... You, you go through a museum and then you you end up at the top floor, and they have a glassed off area for the the sniper's nest where he actually fired from, and there are several windows, and say like where you are you are Josh, the window that he shot from is your looks like your it looks like your your Miller Park picture, mm-hmm. and so like right where you're at is another one, so you can look out and get the approximate angle, and on the roadway is an X and it really offers some perspective on a it wasn't that difficult of a shot but uh it, it it's really um it, it's something it's something to see so interesting yes huh <clears throat> excuse me 
Um, I think oh, we. Uh, I oh, think we're gonna. What do you got? Do that again, aren't we? Statements oh, never uttered. Jesus. Yeah, I got a. Whole I got a couple bunch of them. Of them. Yeah. Because yeah, I mean, you were in the world of Josh. You were pretty tame. Oh really? Well, I'll have to darken uh, it up a little bit. No, I mean, I, I know how you finished. <laughs> in the world of in well, his yes, world, we didn't, we didn't. In his world, yeah, we didn't shalom Hitler. Join Gacy is. Yeah. Look up your your Rosalind Carter John Wayne Gacy photo. All right, Justin, you want to get on research for this? Can you look up that? Um, let's go to oh shit. This is some really of, this is really funny because some of the. Can what? I go first? Because mine ties into something that you just... Oh, yeah. Hold said. on. Just let me explain. Yeah. Um, the biggest oh shit moments in human history. When somebody just went in a very understated manner, oh shit. And a lot a lot came out of that oh shit, if that makes sense. Yes. So the biggest oh shit moments. Yes. Travis, you said you... Uh, or I'm sorry, Justin, you said you wanted to lead with this. <laughs> You're researching the the... There's Rosalind Carter and John Wayne Gacy. <laughs> <laughs> Shaking hands. Whoops. Oops. Oops. Oh, God. All right. So the biggest Oops. oh shit moments in history. Yeah. When, and, when and something and really you, you went wrong. You may have covered it, but this is, um, you know, there are only so many of these. And that's why I don't, I don't know if we're going to do it past now. But this is... This is the, it affected lots and lots of people or very impactful. Nothing you as an individual probably did around your house, you know. Right, right. Yeah, you didn't break your, your wife's favorite vase or something like yep. that. This Crashing is... your car and, you know, not yeah. really hurting anybody or whatever. So. Go ahead, Justin. You are on foot. You are running along a, a street. You're dressed in a suit. Uh, you hear a crack of something over your right shoulder and after you oh. look to your left, yeah. you see the president's skull flying forward. You are a Secret Service agent that was running alongside of the open-topped uh, uh, convertible that John F. Kennedy was in, and he just wow. suffered a fatal gunshot wound to the head. At what point, when you're that Secret Service agent who then jumps into the vehicle that speeds off to the local hospital, but do you... you do you have that pucker factor <laughs> of like? But oh, you've shit, also shit. restrained Jackie, who is running over the the, the trunk of the, of the right. car onto the roadway. Oh. Yes. Yeah, I think Jack Parr was his name, by the way. Yes, I think it was that's too. Right. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, that's good. Nice segue, by the way. You that, didn't, you had that prepared I mean, yeah. ahead of time. And, and you know that. what? It was oh, nothing. Nice. And and, and um, just a little background on that. Most people know it, but they did not want him to be in an open. Car like and he that. insisted. And he insisted, and he does have the final say. And the Secret Service, I mean, listen, in today's world, the Texas Depository, that would not have been allowed. That would have been sealed. There would oh, not yeah. have been. You could not have done what Lee Harvey Oswald did. But, yeah. yeah. Boy, that's, that, that is one. Oh, that, yeah. Right. That feeling like, whoops. Yep. Yeah. All right. Travis, you got your old shit moment? I, I got him. There you go. I got to make it fairly brief because it's kind of a, a deep historical reference. But um, Napoleon, for those that knew, he got exiled to an island. He was a, you know, he'd owned Caprice, half, wasn't but, it? Huh? Was he on the island of Caprice? Elba, E-L-B-A. He was Elba and and um, King Louis uh, the Eighteenth was in power. And he had been warned that Napoleon, you know what, he could escape this <laughs> island. And you gave him like a thousand people in exile. <laughs> 
And there's a part of it, the movie, where he's notified that Napoleon has escaped the island he's and back. is now back in France. So that yeah. is the oh shit, and yeah, ultimately, of course, <laughs> yeah. Napoleon, and and uh, yeah, yeah, that's the oh shit. <laughs> it's um, Hitler invades Czechoslovakia. Neville Chamberlain, Prime Minister. <laughs> Of England. Peace in our time. Yeah. <laughs> waving his armatus, coming you off the plane. You can picture it off the airplane, yeah, right? waving it. All We're of a good sudden, here. Uh, Mr. Prime Minister, <laughs> Hitler's invaded Czechoslovakia. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> that is so good. That is beautiful. Well done. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. Should oh. we talk about a person we want to have beers with? Mm-hmm. I'm a little weak on this one. I'm going to start this. We're, so we'll do a, we have one sports, one non-sports. One right? sports and one non-sports. And, and this is prefaced with, we think that this person is going to be honest with us. The, yeah, th- this is the person, whether they would or not, their personality might be 100% opposite. Yeah. But if we were to have a chance to have a beer with them, and they would mm-hmm. answer honestly some questions. Yep. I don't think he would want to have necessarily a beer, but I would love to sit down for a drink with Dennis Rodman. Interesting. Hmm. Because I want to know. Oh, that's good. Yeah, the, the the persona of Dennis Rodman has taken on a whole new mm-hmm. level. Okay, I want to know how much of that was marketing, how much of that was actually you, Dennis. How much were you rebelling against society? Whatever. I just want to know: is it was it legit? Did you really want to get into a wedding gown and and walk around? I, my my buddy Troy and I, we were young Bucks fans, and we were at a Bucks Pistons game. And we always used to go down to the opposing players' warm up lane. So it was it was the nineteen? What would it be? Eighty two, eighty three Pistons, maybe a little bit deeper than that. And we saw this guy, and we knew these players. We knew these players, and there was a guy named Rodman on the back. Who's this? Who's this? And it stuck to me, and I didn't really think any at the time. And then he became Dennis Rodman. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Um, well, because it blossomed so much. I mean, he was always the bad boy or whatever in Detroit. Then he colored his hair and in, in San Antonio. Then he came to, to the Bulls, and he just went off the rails. Now, I'm sure there's some mental something with Dennis Ron. He's not a normal guy, obviously. No. But I just want to know, like... How about in the last dance where they're following him around in Vegas mm-hmm. and how they literally sent a crew to basically kidnap him out of Vegas and right. get him... <laughs> Because, I mean, he was living it. He wasn't just doing it. He was living that lifestyle. Right, exactly. So I think it'd be interesting to know, you know, what was really going through his mind. Honestly, not the interview answers. Mm-hmm. But you but you take the, the persona out of it, which is impossible to do with <laughs> yeah. Dennis Rodman. But he also shows that someone that didn't give two shits less about scoring who could impact a game. Name a defensive player or someone that because he really – well, he was that piece that anybody would pay for. He, so even, even with all the baggage, you're, I want yeah. Dennis Rodman. And, and what, has there ever been a more flamboyant person no. who's not who who's who doesn't a, give two who's shits? Who's a about, role player? He's the right. ultimate yeah. role player. He he got. It's like he got all of his attention off the court because yeah. he did the dirty work on the court. Yeah. Is there some connection there? Like, hey, dude, you're just cleaning up the boards. You're knocking guys out of the out of the box. <laughs> um, Name on. Name a Dennis Rodman um, score that wasn't either a dunk or a two-foot layup. This isn't who he was. He just, you know, but how many times did you see him just 
He was utterly, right. and they say called him the pogo stick because his jumping ability wasn't just the leaping ability, but the ability to go up, down, up, down, up, down with yep. these balls was just like wow. And, and he, he scored wasn't a couple s- points kicking that photographer in the nuts. Yeah. <laughs> And and he, and he wasn't like a. You see the look on that guy when he got kicked. Oh yeah. <laughs> it was just like the ultimate millennial, and he wasn't a millennial because he was older. Yeah. It was just like this pussy look. Yeah. Like, I know he got kicked in the balls, but it was Dennis Rodman just rolling carried, with it. It's kind of cool. He got carried out on a stretcher for yeah. Christ's yeah, he sure sake. Did. Like Jesus. He sure Remind did. me to tell a story that can't be shared. <laughs> gotcha. But, All right. Okay. Justin, go ahead, Justin. Who are you gonna have a beer with from sports? Uh, my, my beer with sports is going to be, uh, either, uh, Ronaldo or Messi, uh, international superstar oh. soccer player. Messi was going to be one of my, that's what she said, uh. by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, is everybody going to get this or not? Yes. Uh, just, just to, to, to spend a day with that individual to know what an international soccer superstar feels like, what they do on a daily basis. Because right. it's not like they're spending time with one team. They're jumping from multiple right. teams. Right. They're traveling throughout Europe, throughout South America. Uh, just the, you know, you're a football star. Like, it, it's an NFL star times a thousand, yes. I would expect. Yes. What what sort of shit does do they do on a regular, like, week basis? And if how- you've got no, no connections to soccer, Soccer or football that day. What are you doing, and what is your day surround? Mm-hmm. And and, what? and how do you stay grounded enough to still be the best soccer right. player on the face of the earth? Uh-huh. Yeah, you think Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers are getting pulled in eighteen different directions all yeah. the time? Th- that's nothing compared to these guys. The world's nothing. most popular sport, and you are the best at that. Right, yeah. and and most likely the best in Messi's case, the best that has ever been. Right. Yes, he, good one. He didn't, he didn't pull his weight this last uh, match in the Champions League. The Barcelona game, they got blown out, didn't they? Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's, Ronaldo he's, scored. Uh, for Juventus? Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, it doesn't. you don't pronounce the J. Right. It's, I, it's, Juventus. Yeah, Juventus, not Juventus. Not Juventus. Us ignorant apes over here would normally mm-hmm. say. Yeah. Travis, who you got? Who you you want some with? jalapeno? <laughs> <laughs> Jalapeno. Go ahead, I mean, Travis. Quesadillas. Goddamn quesadilla. <laughs> I'm going to show my uh, my fascination with the Isle of Man one more time. Hmm. That the race. Uh, Guy Martin. What is this it, thing you speak of? <laughs> All right, smart guy. It's the coolest thing ever, and you're going to go to it sometime with us. Fact. Guy Martin, um, he's one of, uh, I don't know, he's probably not the talented guy, as we speak, the most talented racer that does this, but um, he's made himself kind of the most popular. He's got a hell of a personality. He does some show, Guy Martin, something where he's he's always doing something mechanical, but his his base is this. He is one of the fastest guys ever in the Isle of Man Tourist Trophy. And... Um, Diesel mechanic, when he's not racing, maybe he's not still a diesel mechanic, but he was at least of a year ago. I will also say that whether it be Guy Martin or really anybody that does the eye on the man, I would want to sit down with them, and I think most of them would have brews with you. Yeah. And if, if, you, if you throw out the truth serum and say, listen, is it worth the risk of dying to do this, and I say that because I think a lot of them really, really feel that way. Because yep. this is not being a NASCAR driver, this isn't being an IndyCar driver, this isn't being an F1. Every time you take 
to that track, you're at a higher level of risk of, of, of death or, or uh, serious injury or death than I, I think any, any, any sport there is. I mean, the numbers show it. It's just common sense. If you look at this track, it's like, okay. Oh, by the way, you pretty much lose money because the prize money's not existent. So you're you're doing this f- truly for the love of this. I mean, you you could, you know. I, I think it'd be interesting to find out if they didn't have that Isle of Man race, would they be searching out what would a, they be doing? another mm-hmm. high risk race, or there is, would be something somewhere? That, that's my. Well, this question. is really would, the one place in the world where you, you can legally do it. I mean, I'm sure there's some backwards countries where you can throw enough money of it and say sure. this is carved out of a community and it's got over a hundred year history. I mean, this course has not changed like one iota, and it is really, really, really dangerous. And it's not like. Uh, the death rate has gone down over the years with safety and whatnot because they've just gotten faster and they're pushing it harder. And they and and it is I would just because I really do think the answer is because you watch the interviews with some of these guys and they kind of get that look in their eye where they get a, you, you can kind of see they're they're looking into it a little bit and their their passion is like without this I don't really even want to be alive because I love this so much and I know that I go out there but. Without it, yeah, I'm not living. So I and, and and that's that's why I would ask that. Would they take up base jumping or some other like super risky? Does it have? Because there's those people like but, Death Wish who who have yeah. to have that thrill that I might die today. They have to have that. Yeah, you, you, you need this. But here's the component: you have to be really super talented. Yeah, you mm-hmm. can you can do some risky stuff and not necessarily be. I mean, you take like um, Alex Honnold, the 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 free climber. I mean, talent. I mean, it, it, it's guts and talent, right? It's the yeah. two things. Hmm. But you can do really risky stuff and not necessarily be good at it. Mm-hmm. But this Isle of Man right. thing, when you get a bunch of guys that are at the absolute pinnacle of ability. And they have a really high percentage of something bad happening, and it's not—it's not like you know when you when you watch other racing, a mechanical failure almost certainly will not result in death. A mechanical failure on these bikes oh, yeah. of not your control means a really high likelihood of it, and it's like, wow! You it, just look these. People die every single year doing. Is this a? Oh, by the way, it isn't just that. That doesn't count the serious injuries where they're surviving. They yeah. Can't. Is this a, a a dirt road race or a pavement? Like it's, it's a paved it's paved road. road. It's a paved yeah, road. It's okay. And um, they have two races. One's some kind of Grand Prix where they kind of race side by side. The yeah. other is they let the cycles go every ten seconds. Mm. And that's kind of the ultimate, the world of their um, racing. I think I mentioned during a previous podcast that. Like the best, 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 absolute, incredible racers, their sponsors and teams won't even let them race Isle sure. of Man because of the yeah. danger. So yeah. you have incredible people, but they've, um, that's why I want to get there. I want to just kind of, you know, rub elbows yeah. I and mean, not like, even with the racers, but um, just experience it. Just yeah. ask them. It's Absolutely. like you are literally, you, you have achieved, but you, you need this. Tell me. Tell me why. Tell right. me how. Tell me what separates you from other really talented people that would never do this. Right. That's no, my guy. I like it. That's good. Um, let's finish up the have a beer with by talking about our non-sports people we want to have a beer with. Um, mine's pretty simple. It's William Tecumseh Sherman. the So good. The the general, first from the, the Civil War and then the um, American Indian Wars. Is that what it's technically called? I don't even know anymore. Um, but William Tecumseh Sherman really popularized not popularized the right word but he 
engaged in total war, which was, I'm going to grind the South into dust and destroy their morale, hence his Sherman's March through Georgia, where he destroyed railroads, he destroyed bridges, he burned crops, he brought the South to its knees. Obviously super controversial, but it's like, okay, you want to secede? This is what secession looks like, and we're going to beat you down until you can't take it anymore. And it worked. And he brought the exact same sort of philosophy to the American Indian Wars. And he just simply waged war on the people, not necessarily the army, which... These days, yeah, eh, you might get a little bit of controversy from that. But I would love to sit down and talk to him about that. Plus, add on top of this, that William Tecumseh Sherman was a survivor of depression. Something long before was ever diagnosed. They called it melancholy back (laughs) then. (laughs) And so he pulled himself up, probably found his salvation in the army from depression by waging war on civilians. he He was an adopted kid, too. And yeah, melancholy was more adapted to, to Lincoln and Sherman. They right. think they even had a worse because it was obvious for him. And he's quoted as saying, um, I saved Grant, Grant from drinking and Grant saved, saved me from depression, but he used something different. Sure. Being crazy, I think he, he said. Yes. But, uh, uh, if you ever want to see something great, um, there's an incredible documentary called George's Howling. Hmm. Howling and is the documentary on, on Sherman. And it talks about how the Southerners still feel about him and how he studied um, Platt books and these county reports from the 1850s as far as what areas had um, corn crops, what area had this. It was very, it was really a thoughtful thing. And it was like, hey, you brought this here. War is horrible. This is really bad, but I can do this quick. Otherwise, we're three, four years of it. Right. And and, and there's a question, what's more humane? What's more humane, and that's you know, and that that doesn't that kind of go to the the atomic bomb, and that's <laughs> right. really 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 oh, awful. But a... what would an invasion of the Japanese mainland mean? I mean, sure, two hundred fifty thousand people died in two atomic bombs, but conservative estimates put two to three million Japanese civilians dying. Not yep. it's like okay, this is a whole it's a whole different story. But right. he he knew how awful it was, and he wasn't a warmonger, and he didn't want to he didn't want. He, people he to die, but he, he, saw the, to end the war. he saw it as the quickest way to, to end this. Right. And, um, but yeah, um, what a what a story and how he was viewed. I mean, he had mental health issues yeah. and he was thrown on the scrap heap. And, and just like General Grant before Fort Donaldson and Henry, I mean, he was viewed as, you know, a drunk and yep. got accused of that. I So maybe, maybe a drink with... Sherman may not be the best thing. Maybe a seltzer, perhaps, or a cigar. No, I don't yeah. think drinking was there. Maybe. You oh, know, I guess Grant, Grant, Grant was the was drinker. The yeah, that's the true. Drinker. That's true. Oh, yeah, you're right. All right, Justin, non, non-sports person. Uh, mine would be Dr. Christian Bernard. In, you're going to have to explain this. In 1967, he is a he was a surgeon in South Africa. He was the first surgeon to successfully complete a human-to-human heart transplant. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Not only was he the first person to have ever successfully done a human-to-human heart transplant before, but only nine years prior was the first successful valve transplant done. So even transplanting one valve of a heart to another person was less than a decade later from transplant. what year was this again? 1967. Oh my word. It had not been successful any time prior to that. He was able to successfully transplant a heart 
in South Africa, if you were to think what country would be the first to successfully complete a heart transplant, Sweden, Japan, the United States, Switzerland, Switzerland you don't mm. think of South Africa. And there he was. Uh, I, I just, it, it's crazy that, I mean, a heart of all things, I mean, the complexity of oh, keeping man. a human yeah. alive at the time, you know, bypassing a heart in, in 1967 at all time. And we're not talking like 2020 where, you know, they're bypass machines. And I, I just can't imagine what he was going through, the preparation wow. that he went through to say, you know what? This has never been done before. I think I'm going to give this a shot and then be successful with it. I'd just sit down and you know pick that his brain a little bit. Awesome. How did I, I need you? How do you come up with it? Yeah. I mean, that's... so I you know there uh, there have been um, uh, my former mother-in-law had a liver transplant, so okay, I've sure, been looking sure. more into yeah. like transplants and like what. And for me, the most complex sense, yeah. transplant thing that I could think of was a heart transplant. So what? when did this occur? And and for it to occur in 1967 was That's crazy. astonishing to me because I would have thought it was much later than that. But And then I just looked into that it. And That's a pretty good cool. one, Justin. That's really good. Yep, I like it. All right, Travis, beat My, that. Well, I don't yeah, think I suck can, it, bitch. Yeah, I can't beat it, but it's similar. So, And it came from my wife this morning. I had another one picked, but we're sitting drinking coffee, and she's talking about this audio book about Florence Nightingale. Hmm. And I think hmm. it might be our first female. No, no, you, you I did. Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence last week. Yeah, who else? None? First? I think that was it. That was my, yeah. the first one was me last week. Mm-hmm. So uh, Florence Nightingale, everybody's heard it. And remember remember the movie Meet the Parents and the volleyball scene? If Florence Florence Nightingale could play some defense here. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, boy, to to, to start going um, over her biography would not do her justice at all, but just absolutely incredibly. It was the Crimean War and what she did just for nursing and social causes. And I'm reading this, I'm like, Holy shit! You did that in what year as a female? <laughs> as yep. a female, and I left with an incredible respect for her, and also a big load of guilt for not knowing more about her than I did. But I'm not, I'm not ashamed to to be the person that says I should have known this before. Maybe yep. your shame is not trying to learn moving forward. So I'm actually going to make a point of doing some more some more research on her. But um, you know, as an individual, uh, you know, they still talk about. I think. There are still some some not nursing awards, but um, come on, help me out with a physician, the Hippocratic Oath. Oh, yeah. sure. The nursing equivalent to that, yep. I think, mm-hmm. has a name, Florence Nightingale, in it. But uh, huh. interesting, you know, I don't know. <laughs> That'd be a good oh, one. Peter with yeah. the woman that worked in the 1840s, but uh, you, you, you know, man, you know as as much as like like this is who you want to have a beer with. Part of this is yeah. who do you want to buy a beer for. Yeah. Right, like I want to buy you it's a not beer, even so much sir. The beer, what what talk, can we sit down and chat with? Yeah. yeah. Well, and then look, you look at what you did. Please allow me to pick up this bar tab. It's just yeah. a little bit of a salute and a fist bump, and say thank you for you what realize, you did. Right. You know, but 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 doesn't it just go to, you know, society in general? And I get it, the LeBron James, of the world, and the actors of this Ugh. world, and it's like, who is really heroic? Your your guy that you 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 just brought yeah. up, Justin. Name I hadn't heard of. Right. Neither of us have heard of them. It's like, that's a shame, but we've all heard of X person, this, whatever. Yep. Florence Nightingale, you've heard of her. 
but shit, I couldn't even put her date of birth within 20, 30 years. It's like, right. mm. these are these are the people. Yeah. So it's a yeah, nice, nice reminder. That's excellent. Good, good work, guys. Why don't we lighten it up? Let's talk about someone who died in an awesome way. Yeah. Yeah. And that is a pick pick me up anytime. Yep. <laughs> All right. Um, I can start if you guys want. So we, we combed the internet for funny, ironic, weird ways that people have died. Okay. So I'm going to start with this. In January 2015, two Russian soldiers decided they would take a selfie together. Uh-oh. No. Whoops. There was another portion of this selfie, which involved a live hand grenade. Oh. Oh. No. Yep. What year again? 2015. Okay. Whoops. Yep. <laughs> no one knows exactly what happened, but they found the phone with the selfie and the of them and the hand grenade and the soldiers' faces blown off. <laughs> so... Oh. Serious. Yeah. Whoops. You can extrapolate <laughs> from there what happened. <laughs> oh, wow. Where'd you find that? I, it, Is it Darwin or? No. No. no I, just... I actually searched selfie-related deaths. <laughs> you know what? Oh, you did. Yeah. <laughs> you imagine. These guys may or may not have seen combat and all that, and it's like that's how they meet their demise. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we talked about it's coming out of Fallujah, but you, but you, you know, you get hit by a taxi at the airport coming back to the states or something. Well, this isn't right. Well, and you know that, and it's funny because the phone survived. They got the picture because it probably just went, you know, with a blast, and they probably picked it up a half mile later, along with the one dude's brain. But yeah, (laughs) pin pulled. Here's a selfie. Whoops, (laughs) Justin. Uh, so mine is a little bit different. It isn't necessarily the way the person became deceased. Ah. It is the story in which that person was discovered. Oh, yeah. In uh, February of 2013, uh, Alisa Lamb, um, she is known also known by her Cantonese name, Lam Ho Yi. That's what I know her as. Uh, she was a Canadian student at the University of British Columbia in Vancouver. She was in a, a hotel. Um, oh, I don't no. recall uh, the Cecil Hotel in downtown uh, Los Angeles. I think I know the story. She uh, oh. went missing. There were several weeks in which this exchange student could not be found. Um, so they, Los Angeles police released a, uh, surveillance video of her acting kind of strange, going in and out of an elevator, walking up and down the hallway, just kind of acting a, a little bit out of sorts. Um, she had some mental health issues, but was medicated. Um, things were just kind of strange on top of that. Uh, there, uh, the guests at this fairly prestigious hotel started complaining about the taste and the water pressure so maintenance went to the water the taste of the water and the water pressure in which it was so maintenance went to go check on the large water tank on the roof and located the body of elisa lamb in in the water tank her deceased corpse had been decomposing within the water tank that guests for several weeks had been washing themselves and drinking from 
her death was reported as an accidental death. Wow. Um, yeah, I thought I'd heard it, but no, when you finished, I hadn't. Oh, boy. Yep, she, so, she was in the water tank. What about the support groups for these hotel guests? <laughs> well, they need one because they drank... She drank dead persons for, for weeks. Oh, God. For weeks, people were drinking... So is decomposing there like a, you know, body you hear about these crisis response marketing teams and shit like that where your crisis is like how do you how do you attack that from the hotel i think you blow it up i think you have to blow up the hot or you the almost, entire thing i think you almost have to say we have to raise this place and we yes. are 50 miles away you yeah. give us another shot you right. close it you close the entire thing down you run acid and bleach through the pipes and then you blow it up you have to blow it up. you have to you blow have it up. there's to. no way that you can continue no no you were drinking dead person for several weeks i mean t- tell me oh. no matter what kind of deal you got if you want go there versus spending double the amount and not have a drinking no human there will chance yeah there will you know what if i knew it was oh. one night and i didn't have to take a shower or drink any of the water oh. i think i would just sleep in the place but i suppose but, but even, if, how do you if you're there by for with no water no washing your hands no nothing water bottles buy a case of water I don't know. if you could do it for a day yeah. yeah i'll just go down the right. down the road to the motel all right. six but all, all right. right travis thanks I got, Justin. I got the steamy buds award the Did i say buds i mean buns steamy buns okay don't have a name but it's 2017 in Malaysia, which is a pretty good indicator of where we're going. Mm. We got a spiritual magician who died after accidentally steaming himself to death in a stainless steel walk while performing a ritual what? to quote unquote cleanse the body and soul. Mm-hmm. Well, I lied. We do have a name. Mr. <laughs> Lim, L I M Ba, B A, his professional name was Black Dog. He'd been, he had been performing human steaming for more than a decade, despite his family objecting. The 68-year-old guru sat in a lotus position in a giant stainless steel steamer with rice, sweet corn, and vegetarian buns were placed alongside to also be steamed. Black Dog clasped his hands... In prayer, as the lid was lowered over him and a fire was lit under the walk, somebody who witnessed it said they, quote unquote, really lit a fire under his buns. <laughs> but after 30 minutes, this steamy scenario went wrong. Devotees heard the magician knocking frantically from inside the steamer. The lid was raised, but Lim was found unconscious, steam billowing all around him. Um, he'd suffered second-degree burns, and the official cause of death was heart attack. This happened in, if you're looking to vacation, in Kuala Sanling, a coastal village in nor- northern Malaysia. So Amy and I have had to cancel our <laughs> anniversary trip to learning where that happened. Why did he have side dishes with him in the... <laughs> the best part! And that might be why his family objected. It's like, you know... Great, you go in there, steam yourself, but it's just ridiculous when you add rice. Use your head. Kim Lamba or whatever the fuck your name is. Black dog. <laughs> Black dog superstar. I don't know. I mean, what a story. 68 years. But how about the guy? Doesn't that remind you of who's our fella that had been doing that? For, oh, the billiard ball. 
Death Wish. He Death Wish. He'd been doing it for years. He'd never used a cue ball. Well, maybe this is the first guy the guy added vegetables. I don't know. I, 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 <laughs> just a little bit of soy sauce, and, and you would have been fine. And, you know, it does say something about two syllable names. Lim Ba. Oh. Don't trust him. Don't trust him. <laughs> oh, my God. Now, Ray, a guy I trust, but not Lim Ba. It makes the Russian soldiers with the hand grenades sound like downright geniuses. Well, right. <laughs> right. That was spur of the moment. Yeah. Lim Ba had been doing this for years. Yeah. Oh, Lord. Oh, God. All right. We're, uh, we we, we got to move on. Let's talk about one of the worst ideas we've ever had. All right, I'm gonna. Why don't you be the hammer? I'll uh, I'll start this out. 2008, Milwaukee Brewers are in the playoffs for the first time in a long time. Uh, they were playing, I believe, the Phillies in the first round. Who the Phillies went on to to win the the World Series that year. I'm sitting in a sports bar in Eau Claire, which has since closed. It's not in existence anymore. Uh, Jerseys. Now now it's Red Coal Barbecue. We used to go there all the time. It was a great day for Wisconsin sports because the Badgers. Um, played that night. The Brewers played that day. We sat through the whole, both games, got really shit-faced. I, I, for some reason, I remember Solomon Torres was the closer for the Brewers in that game. And he closed out the game and he won. Uh-huh. And I thought, yes, I've witnessed a Milwaukee Brewer playoff victory. Never seen anything like that before. I look at their beer cooler. I'm like, how am I going to celebrate this? Oh, no. What would be a great way to, to celebrate? I want to have a beer that, like, speaks of speaks of this down at the bottom of the cooler are bottles of old milwaukee oh no said barkeep i'll have an old milwaukee i believe i I believe i had to repeat it three times because no one had probably ever ordered a bottle of old milwaukee there before well clearly no one had ever ordered a bottle of old milwaukee there before because it was the skunkiest bottle of beer that i have ever had in my entire life and i've drank some bad heinekens before so i of course being a celebratory beer i had to power my way through that old milwaukee and just about wrecked my entire day so for some reason i thought toxic yes it was horrible i believe there was dust on the bottle why would you I don't well, know. But the whole category, Justin, is worst decisions of your life. I know, but why? So, I mean. I, I thought that that would be, what a, what a great way to celebrate this Brewer it's win. It's Milwaukee. It's Milwaukee. That's why he did it, Justin. Right. And Dork. <laughs> whoops. <laughs> I'll never make that decision again. Holy cow. It was bad. Travis, are we going to wait for Justin? Why don't we take a quick break? Because you want to be the, the hammer on this. I don't this, have so. to be the hammer. It's not that good. Oh, all right. Go ahead then. Spring break, 1990. <laughs> I had um, oh. purchased a 1985 Renault Alliance, probably in 1988 oh. or 89. I've done some research. And give me just one second here. I'm Renault Alliance. Production began in 1982, making Renault the second. Here we are. The cars were aimed at the lowest price range (laughs) in the U.S. market. The two-door Alliance had a sticker price of $5,595. I paid, I think, about $3,000 for that car. Now, spring break 1994 of us, we were going to make three stops. We were going to stop in Breckenridge, Colorado. We were going to stop in um, Reno, Nevada. 
and we were going to play in a college racquetball tournament in Sacramento, California. I was playing a lot of racquetball back then. Hmm. So four of us went. Andy and I are in my Renault. That was the piece of shit mobile. The other vehicle was probably in 1990 or so, pretty new um, Pontiac Grand Prix. Not the best car in the world, but something that you know could actually go coast to coast without blowing up, right? Mm-hmm. So pre-cell phones, pre-all this, we're in Nebraska, and we're in between Lincoln and Omaha. And speed started to increase, and my car really couldn't take it, and they were averaging probably 95 miles an hour, oh. and I was averaging 95 miles an hour to keep up, which turned out to be about the peak speed of a Renault Alliance, <laughs> and it blew up. Oh. Not blow up, but the engine yep. blew, right? We're dead alongside the road, and literally... Literally in a fucking cornfield along <laughs> I, whatever it was. Nebraska. Yeah, so record comes. We get towed to a place in Lincoln. We backtrack a little bit. Now, keep in mind, my vehicle had a value. I, I almost sure I overpaid it, like 3100 So name the value at that time. And I had, um, so I would have been 20... 22 years old, had perfect credit, had credit cards, no balances. I was a responsible guy. I was going to like my third or fourth trip out to Nevada. And I kind of gave the number one, you're scared. Is oh God, I mean, we gotta, you know, how do we how do we get out there? But it's like, yeah, do what you need to do to get her running. Uh oh. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. So we rent a car in the Lincoln Airport, and we drive to Breckenridge. We finally find our people. We canceled the rest of the kind of trip. We went to Vegas instead of Reno, never played racquetball. Coming back through, $2,300, <gasps> and I still remember getting it. It was like Clark Griswold, remember, on vacation where he gets <laughs> the wheels on the wagon, and they're like, you know. <laughs> well, it ran, and it got us back to Eau Claire, but it decided so. I had been so upset and so mortified by knowing that this was going to cost a lot of money. I had these zero credit card balances. I remember getting cash advances at Caesars, and I was betting crazier than I ever bet, the old dunes, whatever. So I came back from that trip probably five to $6,000 down Ooh. because the motor wow. blew up and, and my credit card stuff. And so the, the, the dumbest decision I ever made wasn't, even so much getting it fixed, but it was driving that car at speeds that it just couldn't handle. Because I think that had I been more reasonable, um, I would not have well, had. And, and then giving your credit card to a podunk mechanic saying, "Do what you got to do." <laughs> and then, you know, there was not not nobody I really could have gotten any advice from because really that was a. As awful as it sounds, that was one of those. You just take your lumps and you, you scrap it. Lesson learned. and Yeah. yeah. But, uh, wow. So there you go. Oof, that's way worse than drinking in Milwaukee. I way think. worse. <laughs> way worse. <laughs> even even the resulting, yeah, even the resulting uh, gastrointestinal oh. issues that you had. Oh, it's, oh yeah. You yeah. know, that's when you can pass off as being 22 and to some degree – I mean, it's not like, Christ, you know, what am I going to do? Let the guy race in front of me? I had to keep up. <laughs> the kicker was the meatheads, they never checked their rearview mirror, apparently. We literally met up in Colorado. They just kept oh, on going. And this is before cell phones, so you could tell them where you're at. God. Oh, wow. Justin, what's a bad idea you've had, Justin? So I had some problems coming up with this. So 
Because you're so smart? No, because there are so many poor decisions that I've made in my life that <laughs> that's better. That most of the decisions that I make are stupid. Which ones are noteworthy stupid? <laughs> Trying to whittle them down. Yeah. No, yeah. So fair. so I uh, I reached out to somebody who knows me fairly well. We were previously married, uh, and like I got thirty-seven text messages of things that I've done that was stupid. So I just did you? Li- I'm going to stop you there. Did you literally reach out to your ex and say, "Put a list of stupid things together"? What can you think of the worst ideas I've ever had? To an ex, that is so mm-hmm. good. A, a spouse. There is someone that cares about pu- their podcast. Yeah, mm-hmm. a spouse may pull punches a little bit. An ex is going to find this is a chance to vent. <laughs> wow. What would you come up and, with? And how many? I well, so there was a, a big list of them, and I know several of them <laughs> were Jesus. on uh, were on our um, were a brewery story of oh, mine. Yeah, you know, yeah. barkeep more libations yep, and yes. flipping a pizza upside down and black eye because of drinking and the old yeah, fashions yeah. at the end of a night yep, and all yep. of that stuff. One that hasn't been touched on yet, and it happened to be the first one. Uh, to save a few dollars, we had the idea i had the idea let's drive to charleston south carolina instead of fly with your kids no oh no it was solo the kids were with the grandparents so it was we made a trip to madison and then nashville for a night and then south carolina i remember that trip yep so that was all on the premise of let's save a few dollars and we can do that ultimately i think it saved us a (laughs) hundred dollars when it was all said and done but the driving like we could have just flown there been done in four hours but instead it took two days to get there and then two days to get back we could have spent an extra Four, four days, days down in South oh. Carolina, but instead we drove. Like, oh yeah, we can we can see that you know drive through the mountains and stop yeah. in Nashville. Well, yeah, we stopped in Nashville, but we were there for a total of like fourteen hours because we had to continue yeah, on driving. our route. And oh. then uh, I was uh, on the return back. I mean, it would have saved us about five hundred dollars, except on the return, I thought I could go fourteen hours of driving without stopping. And little did I know that that was not possible after the week of vacationing. So we had to stop in Louisville. So we got a hotel room at like 9 p.m. in Louisville and then left early that next morning, which then led us through Gary, Indiana, which was quite possibly the uh, scariest moment of my life. If you've driven, if you, yeah, if you've driven through downtown Milwaukee before, this is a hundred times worse. I saw at least three open air drug deals. Um, Google took us because there was a crash. We had to like divert uh, through the city. So we, it was bad. Wow. It was bad, bad, oh. bad, bad, bad. All to save a few bucks. All to save a few bucks. I'm glad you're the sacrificial lamb on that because a couple of years ago we went out to DC and I had the big idea like we got a minivan. Why no. don't we just drive? Don't to ever DC? do it. No. Why not fly, do it? Fly, fly. And, and my wife, thank God, talked me out of it. She's like, No, no, no we're flying. Like, fly. Yeah, yeah. Get you know what? If you have two weeks and you can stop after about six hours of driving, and there's something that you can see there, there's something that you want to do, you know what, that's a road trip. But to get to Mm. one place or another and you say, hey, I think halfway through we're going to need to take a break here, let's find somewhere cool, Mm. no, it's not worth it. Just fly, spend the extra couple of dollars because the time is worth more than... Isn't that the trip where you discovered youngling beer? Yingling. Yingling, thank you. Yingling. So I knew about Yingling beforehand, but Nashville was the first time that sweet nectar uh, touched my lips. 
Yangling beer will be... I'm a fan of Yangling. Yeah, will be distributed in the state of Wisconsin in 2021, given some uh, new distribution uh, deals that were taking place. We will be able to get Yangling in Wisconsin very soon. Well, we need to review that on this podcast, because I've heard a lot about it, So but it's not a it. Wisconsin beer? I know that. So, okay, oh, if we can branch... Yeah. If we can branch outside just for that one, we could maybe I think make we probably can make an exception. I'd like it. to do that just because, because I've heard a lot about it. Now, is it is it like a a, a, a lager, just plain like like a Miller Lite or something? I, no, uh, it's it's better than that. It's like if, it's tough. It's it's tough hard to describe. To describe. But I love it. To see, I thought it's it was, a, it's it was an craft, Asian type of thing. It's a know? craft yeah. lager. That's I, when he texted it me is, about him, like where what the, Malaysian country is that really from? good. It's the really? oldest yeah. craft brewery in the country. Is where this comes from, and it, as of right now, is only distributed in the in the East Coast. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it so down in Nashville went bar hopping down you know Broadway, and um, you know you can buy your Miller Lite for four fifty. You yeah. can buy your you know mixed drinks for ten dollars. You can get a silo can of Yingling for two bucks. So okay. I remember you tell tell me it's not deja vu. You have talked about Yingling. I have I talked about Yingling yeah, before. Thank yes. you God. I thought I was losing so my is, mind. Is, is there an equivalent here? No. No, there's not because it's it's uh it, it's like if you have a lager and an amber and you mix them together. It's I got to try this. It's stuff. thicker. This it's good. it's has more flavor than a Miller Lite, but it's not as heavy as a Spotted Cow. It's there's something you could probably take back ten of them. That's really interesting, and it would be okay. Huh? It, it was. It's. I there's got to be like cocaine or something in it. Yeah. Um, it's huh. it's delicious. I think it's worth it. Yeah. So what? I mean, so do we get? Do we talk about Yingling before we go to Utah? Maybe that ought to be our thing. How long do you? How long do you guys? guests before we hear from utah i really hope our magna people like reach out again we're on twitter and instagram magna people please reach out to us it's three we're not we're we're not we're not kidding we will maybe you don't want us in your city i hope that's not the case but we'll we'll pay and yes we'll we'll bring gear we'll bring um we'll bring some um We'll three bring some Wisconsin in. beer. Well, and it, we're at the number three brews in b r e w s i n dot com at gmail, or I'm sorry, at gmail.com. Right. They can email us directly. They don't even have to follow us on you social You can find media. us on Twitter. You can find us on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Send us a DM. Send us We a, want to hear from Magna. I yeah. want to go to Magna. Whoever it is that is accessing us from Magna, even if it's a mistake, just please just reach out and say, hey, I might t- I meant to type in like, three brewers in or something or yeah, whatever if it's a mistake let us know because then we can right, stop right. stop our dreams yeah, yeah but magna showed up a couple of times in our little feed thing and i well, i don't uh, think I, it's I, an accident i think can't these be. are really good people yeah i think so too with clearly good taste in their podcast uh let's move on better to, than minnesota we're, we're wrapping it up here guys let's talk about that's what she said wrapping it up with that's what she said (laughs) these are phrases that are common in sports fairly that make us want to say that's what she said tennis yep commentator he's playing with an oversized head (laughs) (laughs) that's what she said (laughs) all right um when, when an umpire is given the outside corner He's given a good six inches there. (laughs) (laughs) 
That's what she said. <laughs> Justin. Mine comes from an actual soccer match with Freiburg last week. Schmied likes to come at all players. He gets them from all directions. <laughs> did you put did you make a note of that? On your I phone? did. I did make a note of that. <laughs> Say that one again. Schmied likes to come at players. He get them from all directions. <laughs> I think there. Was, I think picture that. There was yeah, there was a, a something about all angles too in there too. But <laughs> oh, at, yeah, at, at the first comma and me having to type two lines, and you, were, I you were probably drinking when it was. On. No, it was like eight o'clock in the morning. It's still a so challenge. yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Oh, all right. That's what she Two said. Two more things. We got to do our Gruber, then we have to rate the beer. The thing we always forget to do. We got to rate the beer. But let's go on to our Gruber. Everyone who has listened to Wisconsin. Sports broadcast know who's who David Gruber is. See, I just I just start getting mad at him just hearing you because it's like, and again, that ain't healthy, right? It's not. But it's but not I healthy, can't but... help it because it's just such a deep. I'll, I'll let you finish, but I'm just like, yeah. oh, tee hee, no, so deep, so deep. Um, he's on how, Josh's how many mom commercials? said that to me this morning. Does someone else want to do this because. <laughs> Anyway, David Gruber says his tagline probably 27 times during every Wisconsin sporting event. It's one call, But that's it's not all. just the tagline. It's not the tagline. It's, it's his appearance. It's how he carries himself. Thing. It's the, the whole ad. The it's this gear that he wears. You yes. thought it was a joke, and it's like, no, I think that's what David thinks is uh, what you wear to games. And, and the, most, right? the most non-athletic person I've ever seen trying to attach himself to yeah, sports. Yeah, it just, it just jumps out I, at you. This, for a glorified glorified ambulance I long, chaser who i long for the days of uh william shatner in his hupy and abraham hupy and abraham knowing only that he could yeah. give two shits about hupy and abraham right. that he was paid some money to say yeah. it oh, but i, I miss those days or even remember when uh abraham would have the we talked about this the sunglasses oh, on yeah. talking about motorcycle oh, injuries yeah. like wow he's so cool look at his oh uh, yeah uh, but anyway what would we rather do than listen to david gruber Say his tagline. I'll start with mine. For 24 hours, I want to hear a dentist drill in my ear. Oh. Then listen to that little turd <laughs> say his tagline once. <laughs> oh. Just picture the sound. Yeah. I'd rather have that. Okay. I would rather be sedated, laid on my living room floor, for my cat to believe that I am deceased. Oh, God. Oh, Jesus. Have the cat eat half of my face, be woken from the sedation, and have to live the rest of my life with a half of a face and have people ask me how that happened. What, then listen well, what, to David what, Gruber. What side would it be? Does it matter? Does it matter? Are you like right or left eye dominant? Or? Uh, I am right eye dominant. I don't, you know what? My eyes are going to be intact. It's going to be the the, the, the muscle, the meat structure. I saw the picture. Yeah. yeah. I, so, so how about um, Gus Fring in Breaking Bad oh. when he's blown up? Josh, you are not part of this. I don't know. Oh, my God. Because you're one of the people that has oh much Breaking Bad. Oh, my God. Coach, you know the one I'm talking about, yeah. right? Yeah. I've, uh, I've seen the picture, though. Yeah, 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 that's for real. Yeah. But you live. I mean, you, you live, live you this, live. and you, and then you have to describe. So what you're saying is you have to tell people, "Oh my God, I passed out on booze and I got my face eaten off." Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's a tough one to overcome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, my cat ate my face, and I What's can't. What's that going to do? For, oh, I geez. can't dispatch the cat. Then the cat has to stay with me. They'll live with me forever. 
And you always or have to look at it knowing that I better, knowing not, that that I better thing, not take the shot of fireball because he's going to eat the other half of my face. Right. Yeah. Like, I can't no, just, just get rid of the cat. I have to live with it. to be for a cat to actually eat your face. Does it involve, like, an emergency room run by ambulance, or do you just kind of patch it up yourself and... I don't want to put a lot of I don't of think you can walk or... into the mm, ER and, and no, do that. I, I think you got to take care of it yourself. I think you I think have you to take care too. of it yourself. I think, yeah. you, I I think, think you just r- play it off as a birth defect. I think, I think what you do <laughs> right? is when you wake up from your sedation, however that happened, you get some like cotton balls and some... Um, Gauze. Um, no. Uh, 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 Antiseptic. Uh, 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 Oh, Rubbing hydrogen alcohol. peroxide. Hydrogen peroxide. You got to pour it you just go like then. You pour it on there, let that thing just fizzle. You wipe that up with your cotton balls, and you call it good. Because how else can you explain it? I would it? still take some amoxicillin or something. Maybe. Because I don't know there's any way you can't be infected when half your face is eaten. So at, at that point, do you wrap your face like Dwight trying to get a, uh, an interview for the... Jacques Souvenir. Yeah, Jacques Souvenir. <laughs> do you wrap your face and go into the doctors and say... Um, I got a burning in my wiener, or do you actually just say my cat ate my face? I'm afraid that it's infected. Give me a moxicillin. Like which can... which one do you do? Oh. Because you can't say. No, I know what you do. You do the the, the Roman.com where you can get medicine via mail oh, without yeah. ever actually talk to a doctor or whatever. That's true. Yeah, import it from Canada. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Do that. Do that way. Just like Viagra. Get your. Uh... I'm sure there's some teledoc thing that you can make up a whole bunch of symptoms. That yeah, would just and just claim that your, your video's not working or something. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, I know this is. I know this is strep. I've had strep before. Give me a moxicillin. <laughs> oh, Travis Gruber. Oh my goodness! So last time you you talked about a dentist drill, Josh, and I don't know if you remember the last the last one. I oh, oh yeah, the last one I talked about. I was legitimately like, you know, what dental procedures would I go through and whatnot? And I I need to tell you, I need to clarify it uh, a little bit. Just like you had to pull one back. Who was that guy? The the porn star, Ron Jeremy. Jeremy. So I'm gonna pull mine back a little bit because I think what I what I. Yeah, I know. I think what <laughs> I said was, <laughs> you know, I would rather have a root canal than listen to him like every half inning. I think what I'd like to amend that to is David Gruber is the David Gruber is the only um, thing you hear for every commercial for an entire game, and you can't go up and go potty, and you can't take a break. You literally <laughs> have to listen to it. So I stand by that, but I just yeah. want to tweak it. So I got to thinking, well, I talked about dental. What medical procedure would be in play here? Now, <sighs> clearly, I would rather have a strep test or even a COVID test than listen to, 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 to David Gruber, but I would certainly rather listen to David Gruber then have an entire knee replacement and a big rehab or like a liver transplant or something like that. I mean, mm-hmm. so where's that in between? Where is something where literally I would do it? And I and I and I and I and I thought, well, you know what? I have had um, I've had a um, a colonoscopy and something an endo whatever at the same time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, not a lot of recovery, but not real pleasant. But at the end of the day, you know, the day's over as quick as it comes. There's not a long recovery. So I would absolutely rather have a colonoscopy and something, an endoscope or something at the same time. Endoscopy. Right. Then, then that's what it is. It's an endoscopy, oh. coach. Thank you. I mean, no, you're out of nowhere. You're showing some, <laughs> some real wit. Um, <laughs> But um, but but I want to clarify this. Um, 
because it's still an inconvenience. There's still some risk in the surgery, not much, but still some. I would just say that I would rather have that done than David Gruber for 18, you know, half innings or whatever, mm-hmm. and he has every commercial on repeat. I truly, <sighs> I truly say because I have such a hard time with him, I think it would be there'd be a lot less mental strain than going through the nerves of the surgery and right. even with the general anesthesia. I mean, that's how much he bothers me. I'm, I'm not saying this for hyperbole. I, um, I, I just, I mean, is that right or wrong? No. I mean, Mm-mm. I can't no. stand this guy. I just because I. I because you have to watch the game. You can't get to inning three and click it off and say, this guy's pissing me off. Some, oh, by the way, it's not every commercial, right? Because there's pitching changes. Yeah. There's this. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. So you might have 25 commercial breaks. And if that guy every time, well, and you, I don't think it's healthy. You even get the digital pictures on the screen yeah. of uh-huh. David Gruber. And even if you can't hear him, Everything you still is, every ad, it in your head. Every ad that would not be David Gruber is David Gruber. I mean, he's on like every ad anyway, right? right. But he's not 100% yet. Yeah. What is he, 33%? I'm sure. I don't know. Probably it's pretty high. close. Yeah. But this would be the how I really looked at this. I said, okay, I think yeah. that's where I would put the line. Yeah, no, I think said. that's a that's legit, honest choice that that i would How probably sad make is too. that david gruber that i would rather have a colonoscopy than listen to you take that as for what it's worth yeah and if you aren't david gruber <laughs> if you know david gruber forward this to him nice you want to know a fun fact yeah it costs less money to fly you to the cayman islands and back to get a colonoscopy than it does to I have know, one locally i know two people that have done it i know several yes I will be getting my next colonoscopy, my first colonoscopy in the Cayman yeah, Islands. It was Costa Rica that I know of. It hmm. was through group mine, will be the, mine will be the uh, Cayman Islands. Oh, the, wait, would they? Yep, I've yeah. heard of that. There and, might be something still, wrong with American medicine. And I'm still part of that. Well, there are actually American doctors that yeah. do it. And, and from what I really? hear, it's not a slap shot. You know, no, it's, it's a world-renowned hospital. It, it really it really is, wow. but the medical and the mm-hmm. when they start weighing, yeah. So, wow. I would rather see the uh, ocean and a nice warm <laughs> beach for a few days yeah. than Eau Claire, Wisconsin, after I, I have something to penetrating went, my asshole. A person that I talked to, well, you know, that went through that said, yeah, this was really cool because the recovery isn't that. It's nothing. It's I'm on the beach. And <laughs> instead of Amy Quella picking you up and taking you for some ice cream, here. Consuela is, is bringing mm-hmm. you a margarita. Yeah. All right. We missed something, and I apologize. We I have, know what we missed. We, we missed, missed douche, douche of the, of the week. week. Yeah. Uh, someone want to start, or I can go ahead. I want to be the hammer. Okay. Travis, you want to start? Um, Tiki Barber. Oh. Tiki Ooh. Barber, Tiki and Tyranny. I didn't know anything about his past with the Giants. I listened to Tiki and... He's hated. Yeah. Hated. Didn't know it. Didn't know it, because maybe I just missed it. Um... So you know more than I probably do, but several months ago I was le- listening to Tiki and Turney, and he does a lot of um, talking about his Giants days, and he somehow, some way, gets in really positive stuff about himself. It's nothing too blatant, but boy, it just it's kind of started to rub me the wrong way. So I Googled it, and this is over a year ago, by the way. Oh, Giants players. Trouble, Eli Manning. Yep. He says this about Eli. And then I came to find out that he was booed for his Ring of Honor induction at <laughs> MetLife Stadium. And then I did a little more reading, and it's all there for you to see. But some very credible people say he's an absolute horse's ass. Mm-hmm. And um, 
Yeah. Uh, and as much as I hate Eli Manning. I, I, you know, a, a million-dollar face and about a $2 brain. Well, and, Actually, and, he's not dumb. He's a smart guy. He's just a, a dickhead. Well, and he's got a twin brother who is Rondé. not an asshole. Rondé like, is apparently, Rondé's yeah. a good guy. Yeah. And he is talks he, about him. And, uh, and um, you know, I used to. can't say that. Color commentary. I used to listen to, to, to Tiki and Tierney a lot, and, you know, I, I kind of liked it. And then it was just these subtle things. It wasn't just this one in-your-face moment, yeah. but it's just this over and over. It just it's like, you know, into you a little it, it bit. It creeped into, yeah. like, he's really kind of talking about himself oh, a yeah. little bit. And yeah. So mine is a Tiki Barber. Good. I like it. Um, mine crosses the line from douche to pure evil. Mm. Okay. It's a uh, former Baylor men's basketball coach Dave Bliss. If oh, you remember, I know it. Remember Tell me, Dave remind me. Bliss, okay, so they had a very mentally ill player, mm-hmm. very mentally ill, okay. like psychosis, schizophrenic. Ended up murdering one of his teammates. Okay. Left him in a landfill, I believe. They okay. were doing target practice, and God knows what actually happened. But the one. Teammate, I believe it was uh, Carlton Dotson is his name, okay. was, was murdered. And I apologize if I'm mixing up the names. But one murdered the other, right? Right. And so in the aftermath of that, Dave Bliss was concerned that they would find that it would come out that Dave Bliss actually paid for the tuition of these players. It was dirty. They 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 were not on scholarship. Right, right. And so it was dirty money that was that was getting them their, their tuition money. So Dave Bliss um, told his players, we need to make it look like this murdered player was actually a drug dealer and that's how he paid his tuition. I did not know that. Rather than me funneling him money, we need to make it look like he was a drug dealer and gave supplied all the drugs to the white kids at school. Oh, man. He was found out because his assistant coach recorded it. Okay. Good work. Yeah. So he painted a murdered kid as a drug dealer, to try to cover up his own misgivings. My God. Yeah. He was, of course, bounced out of there, went on to some podunk community college, some, you know, smaller school. They did a a documentary about it, you know, 12 years later or something, in which they had, they, they caught, Dave Bliss, again, thought he was not on camera, and he was sort of making light of the fact of what he did. Two days after that documentary came out, he got flushed again. Now, the sad aftermath of that. Take that away. Dave Bliss is a horrible human being. Okay, You're going to tell me he has a job somewhere now. I, I don't believe he's okay. employable right now. The sad aftermath of this is the coach that recorded him saying this to the players He was an assistant coach. There was big-name coaches. I think it was Krzyzewski. It was for sure Bayheim and Kelvin Sampson, who were big-time coaches at the time, said they would never trust an assistant coach who would record them without oh. their knowledge. Oh. Oh. That guy, that assistant coach, has not been employed since. He went bankrupt. He went bankrupt. Blackball. He didn't find a job. He ended up having to borrow money from his mom just to survive. And yet Dave Bliss went on to get another job and only got fired after this documentary from 12 years later came out. Oh, man. Patrick Dennehy was the player name. Thank you. And and yeah. that, that was the murder kid. That right? was the murder kid. And Carlton Dotson was the kid that killed him. A yes. very mentally disturbed individual. And, who, and, and then Dennehy 
was the one that Dave Bliss told his players to say he's a drug dealer. That's how he paid his money because he wanted to take the heat off himself because he was funneling these two kids' money. Like I said, it crosses the line completely from douche to pure evil. Well, can we still make him the douche hall of fame? We can't have a pure evil hall of fame. Can we just put him in douche hall of fame and second that nomination? Yeah. Yes, of, of, I, I, of I agree. You know, you, you brought up something. I mm-hmm. you brought up something that's slightly off topic, but not. Um, you guys will remember the name. I haven't. The Oakland Raiders uh, fella that went AWOL on the eve of the Super Bowl when they were playing the Bay. Oh yeah, had a had a serious bipolar. legit mental health oh, yeah. bipolar thing. Uh, and, and Garrett or Barrett or but, but yes, Cooper. No um, Barrett, Barrett or Garrett. Barrett, sound right. Barrett, Barrett, Barrett Robbins. Barrett yes. Robbins. And it was like one of those things where. My God, this guy is not bailing out on his team. He has a serious mental health issue, and everything was was geared towards how he was fucking over his team and not dealing with a poor guy. I was just like, I, you know, what, 15 years ago now probably? Right. I thought it was bad at the time, and it's just worse now as you kind of grow and you have some understanding of, really? Really, you think that this is right. not right? And yeah, mm, it's I'm, horrible. Uh, Imagine the, the pressure that you're under and about to play a Super well, but you, Bowl. You, you, and, you, 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 right. And, you know, you've probably struggled just to get to where you are, and God knows what you're doing just to be at your level to get through. And, yeah, he did do these things. He did leave. He did, in theory, make it put you in a bad spot. Not the point. I that's mean, not the point. He's a human being that, yeah, that's that, a, that, that, that isn't out <laughs> <laughs> oh come on, help me out! Eugene Robinson, the Packer, that went oh, out looking for right. <laughs> he was a poor, Falcon at the time. Yeah, poor, poor, yeah, exactly. Poor, poor Barrett Robbins. You know, a serious mental health issue who's not really making decisions for himself versus these people that that do that. So that's that, 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 that's my high. Eighteen years ago, O two, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Just just sad. So yeah, sad Dave himself, Dave yeah. Bliss absolutely. Belongs in the we don't have like you said we don't have an evil Hall of Fame so he but, belongs. But I think in the he's always he can go with an asterisk. He's, yes, he's he's, he's a first tier douche with yeah. Here's why he, Dave, he, he Dave, was caught off cam- or caught on camera. He thought he was off laughing about the whole incident twelve years after it. So. Dave Bliss uh, joins the ranks of Alex Rodriguez, Manny Machado, Grayson Allen, Lance Armstrong, Lawrence Levy, the Marlins <laughs> man. Levy. I thought we took Lawrence Levy out. No, let's he, keep him on just he, because we can talk about him. Pete Rose and Aubrey Huff. Every one of those people is so good. Lawrence Levy is the apple compared to a bunch of oranges. But you know what? Just just when you think that Lawrence Levy shouldn't be there, just picture him in row one oh, in, a, oh, yeah. in a game. It's like maybe he doesn't Maybe he there. should be there. He's not evil, but he belongs there. Right alongside Dave Bliss. <laughs> you're, not, you're not Dave Bliss, but God damn it, don't show up to these games. <laughs> Oh Jesus! All right, did we do? Who, who's got? I one? have my douche, you got of, the your douche of the week. Yeah, uh, my douche, douche of the week, and uh, both of these guys know the name. Um, I already exclaimed that this was going to be my douche of the week. My douche of the week is oh. Travis Quella. Okay, great. What? Travis Quella, you are my douche of the week. Okay. For using this podcast, the notoriety and the success of this oh. podcast to springboard yourself into a YouTube channel <laughs> to. Uh, 
to I, I have no doubt it was your plan from the very beginning to get on this successful podcast to springboard yourself well, onto YouTube videos. Well, I don't know really if anybody knows what you're talking about. He doesn't. I, nobody knows what I'm talking about, but well, it's going to be funny between the three of us. Because well, Travis what about Quella, the people in Utah that might invite us to their state? They're going to think I'm a freak or something. Travis no, Quella sent us a video of uh, on a, was a Sunday afternoon, so I, I'm... Hundred percent certain that there were uh, beverages consumed. Zero. zero. I'll be honest. Zero. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. The Travis sent us a video uh, on a Sunday afternoon. Apparently now sober. Of uh, what? What were you doing? Lifting a jet ski onto a trailer or something? Who's talking about winterizing his jet winterizing ski? Winterizing the jet ski. I was going to win, ski. my jet ski, and it was supposed to be kind of a ha-ha thing. I, Which, it was a jet ski that I had completely dismantled, and I was wenching it, it into a dumpster. It was ha-ha, and it was funny. And then the, the following message was, my heart will always be with you guys, but I'm looking at doing some solo stuff on YouTube. Please understand. <laughs> well, what do you want me to do, lie? <laughs> what, do you, what do you want me to do, say, guys, you're my level? Because you're not. Oh, which, oh, we inst- so. which we instantly became the milwaukee brewers the florida marlins we're a feeder club we're a feeder club we yeah. are a springboard to your new york yankees to your yeah. red sox yankees we but- always knew that travis was going to end up doing bigger and better things we just didn't realize it was going to happen 15 episodes into this <laughs> 16 episodes we thought maybe we would get a full season or two through before yeah. travis reached his uh, maximum potential but apparently uh, i prefer zenith Apparently, this guy is going <laughs> yeah. straight from rookie ball to triple A in half a season, and he's gone off to the big leagues now. Oh, no. God. Great. I'm Let's glad you uh, followed up with that. So. We're getting up there in time. Yep. Here we are. So, are. we need to rate this beer, or we're oh. not going to be able to fit this podcast uh, yes. onto the website. Um, Travis, you want to start? I think you have some strong feelings well, on this beer. I said, what, two plus hours ago, it was yeah. going to be high. Um, double in the gap scores two runs. I like it. Yes, this is this is really good. I'll I'll say I, I was going. To, I'm going to go uh, lead off triple. Actually, I, 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 I you can't argue with that. No, it's no, re- I really really like really this. Tasty. And and I've I haven't lots of like. But a but lot your of... lead off triple doesn't score a run. At least my exactly. double score too. So I'm just mm-hmm. setting the table. But this sets All the I'm table very well. I, yeah. I don't want it because so, no, that'll lead into mine because. Josh can hit the triple. I will then follow that up with a home run and score two runs. Oh, wow. Because it's, I, that, it's yeah. good. It good. It's so really good. good. And I don't like a lot of stuff Brewing Project has done so recently. Recently, yeah. So this, the Brewing they're, Project they're has, has a roller coaster uh, history where they were in this garage, basically. Yes. And they brewed, the shed. they brewed a lot of really, really good beers. And then they built this big... Like immaculate brewery and it's tap beautiful. room. It's beautiful. I love going there because you can sit up on the roof and overlook the Chippewa River, yep. and it's a yep. very nice place. However, but. they've gone into a lot of the like fruity and lactose and yeah. some other beers that I'm not necessarily. I'm not a fan of. Obviously, mean some bad. It's no, just no, no, what, no. What you like. Obviously, it's, some people are fans of it because they keep brewing it and people keep buying it. So that's what you do. So yeah. that's what that's what you do. And and it is certainly unique for the area. You can't find beer like oh. that anywhere else. Right. So I mean, they've carved out a niche in the community that uh, obviously is making them money because they wouldn't continue right. to do that. Uh, it's not my cup of 
tea, but from the people that have uh, had it before and they like that thing, they say it's really good. So I, sure. okay, whatever it is. But so I, when, when they started advertising this hazy IPA, a uh, 5.6, and I looked at the ingredients and it didn't include lactose or sugar or anything like that. I like that ABV. Uh, it's I a like great a ABV. It's a nice, it's a nice level. The, 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 the difference between that and let's just say 6.8, randomly pick a number. <laughs> <laughs> the difference is enormous. Yes. It's crazy it, different. It yep. Yeah. You can have a few of these and still be level-headed, right, right, still yeah. be Which okay. Have. You can't, <laughs> Absolutely. You, you can't have, well, well like we, we have had, yeah. you can't have a few 6.8s. You just no. can't. No. It will knock you uh-huh. on your ass. It's just like crazy. Right. No. All right, I think we have our ratings. All right. Great episode, guys. Yeah, Let's good. get out of here faster than Mrs. Kennedy got out of Dallas, shall oh, we? Jesus, nice finish. <laughs> See ya. Wow. Thanks for joining us. <laughs>